0: hello my fellow Dorians. it is saturday it is time for another fun time preview episode happy lucky fun time episode we like to talk spoilers on saturdays get you ready for the next episode as well as stuff from fire and blood as well as things we may have missed from our monday episodes because you know we get to it pretty quickly after the episode h- hits and, well, you know, occasionally we miss a few things. We had all week to think Us about Did Us? Miss
1: something? I can't Well, remember.
0: I miss things. Shea doesn't miss anything. But... <laughs> <laughs> also, someone who never misses anything is our guest, our lovely guest from all the way over there on the other coast, <laughs> Joanna Robinson of Ringer fame. Hello. How's it going?
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here. You guys know that you're my favorite, oh. and I love listening to all of your shows And I learned so much, um, and I'm just so stoked to be here. And and I miss you guys. I haven't seen you in like forever. So so five
3: years? No, we haven't seen you
1: since 2019. No, No, it's 2019. That's that's like three years. That's still a long time. That's a long time. But like considering it was like we were seeing you every year for a little while there. So yeah, Yeah. hopefully some future convention you'll go to that we'll be at too. Yeah, I can hope. That'll that be would be nice. It.
0: So you've moved over to the ringer since last uh, we saw each other. That's awesome. How's that going for you? seems like it's going really well.
2: It's really fun. I loved listening to uh, Jason on your show. We're playing like these cool <laughs> games on stairs.
3: Uh, <laughs> so
2: Jason, Jason left and I scooted in. Yes. And um, <laughs> yeah, and we're all still, I think, one big happy family of friends and pals who cover this show on various outlets. And it's been really fun. It's been Really great to get to collaborate with Mallory. Um, she's yeah. been incredible to work with, so yeah. that's been really fun. And of course, I miss like I miss working with Dave Chen. I miss like some of the other stuff that I used to do. But I still listen to Dave and I listen yeah. to Kim Pro. and like you know, it's just it, like it all worked out. Everyone is. You know, happy and healthy and covering House of the Dragon, Heck and that, yeah. that makes me
0: really happy. Uh, speaking of Kim, we have her as our guest for week ten, so we'll have all the musical chairs filled properly. <laughs> <in> the... <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song, though. The music is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are filling. You are filling those shoes. What's funny? You guys are like Lannisters, right? You got Joanna Lannister. You got Jason. Jason <laughs> Lannister. These are all Lannister oh. names. Yeah. Is 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 your boss's name Tywin? Um, who owns um, the- <laughs> <laughs> no
2: it's something more, much more Swedish than the- <laughs> Spotify
0: <laughs> right on well you all can catch us as usual the live streams here on YouTube you can catch the the replays of the live streams also on YouTube or on Spotify and the podcast version, the uh, visual-free version, we can call it, That's a new way to call it a podcast. Oh. Visual-free. Hmm. Makes it sound like that's a plus. It has visuals <laughs> if
1: you imagine hard enough. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> you can find the, the
0: <laughs> podcast versions anywhere you get podcasts, like Spotify or Amazon Music or iTunes or Google Play. This, the last of the time jumps. Six years, though. It's a pretty substantial one, but it is the last one. Joanna, what do you think about time jumps in general? I was having this thought right before we got started. I was thinking to myself, time jumps are kind of just a thing you have to do sometimes. They're like a necessary evil. No one's ever I've never heard anyone be like, "Does this show have time jumps in it? I can't wait. Give me some time jumps." Like that's never something we get excited about, but like it doesn't have to be a right. bad thing either.
2: Yeah, I think it depends on how it's executed and I I feel like there are pluses and minuses with this particular execution. Um, I'm loving the show. Uh, listening to you guys, I think you all agree sort of where they're trying to head at the end of the season. Because um, I could talk about that, right? This <laughs> yeah, yeah, spoilers. Um, You're safe. You're safe. You're safe, safe <laughs> spoilers for the books. Uh, yeah. But like if they're if they're racing towards Shipbreaker's Bay, right, mm-hmm. because they want like to get to the first dragon dance.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they decided they want to do this childhood for Rainier and Alicent. Then it makes sense to me that they would have to hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. But I got, I got feedback from a listener the other day that I thought was really interesting about how shows teach us how to watch them. Mm. Shows will condition an audience how to watch them, mm. and they said with the time jumps and the way in which certain characters have been killed off, oh, like right after we've gotten to know them, this person said they felt like the show is teaching them to not get attached yeah. to the characters that's a good lesson in general in george r, r. martin's world yeah, probably yeah. but like when you're trying to deep invest into someone maybe like that, that is a bit of a challenge so i i i'm glad this i'll just say i'm glad this is the last major <laughs> time jump because we all yeah. assume that since the dance takes place over just a couple of years we won't be racing through time. Yeah. It'll be more paced
0: out. Like, like the first Mm -hmm. show was where maybe a month or two has passed, but nothing, nothing really substantial. Yeah, at least that's what right. we think. We don't know, actually know for sure. We'll see, but that does stand a reason given the source material.
1: Although technically, I guess we'll get some major time jumps after, assuming they do what their plan is, which is after three or four seasons, jumping back to a different era. Then those are really big time jumps <laughs> so potentially. Nobody's a the few same seasons character. From now, yeah, yeah. yeah. so
0: <laughs> that's
2: that's basically oh, a soft reboot. Yeah, that's yeah, like basically right. making it an anthology yeah. show, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah,
0: but, yeah. yeah. So I wonder, let's let's start off as we often do with a few little tidbits from last time. Uh, I wonder if they're replacing the Corlys-Luke scene, or if that scene replaces Jace Viserys, which comes in the book where Viserys tells Jace this will be your throne one day. Because given the state of Viserys' health, I'm not sure anyone's going to be like sitting on his lap or sitting on his knee or, you know, he doesn't look capable of doing that or i don't know if, if i was a kid i wouldn't want to get close to a man whose face is half missing either so <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's
3: i feel scary.
2: like yeah and, and he had like jace on his knee right and jace is like, a full-blown teenager yeah, yeah, now, so yeah. I yeah. Feel like that time has <laughs> has passed but yeah. wasn't there there was a scene when um joff was born joffrey was born that the was like oh you'll be a mighty soldier you know like there was yeah. i felt like there was a version that was sort of making that connection between grandfather and grandchild. Yeah.
0: um, And this show has done a lot of that where they take a line that's like later or earlier in someone's arc and just find a place for it. So they can still suggest that aspect of their personality. Like Alison snatching the daggers. We pointed out how that's something that comes later in life from her, uh, in fire and blood where she apparently does that several times. And the, the most heinous version isn't one where she snatches a dagger where she just tells Jahara to kill Aegon the Third in his sleep with her, she's like cut, kind of slit his throat, and when you're sl- asleep tonight and just at dinner, she says that it's like whoa, yeah. yikes! <laughs> it's like yeah, post-war Allison's pretty tough, <laughs> pretty rough, uh, pretty uh, yeah. pretty nasty, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah,
2: once the once the kids and the grandkids start dying, like yeah. things get really, yeah.
0: really tough. Yeah, it's hard for anyone, I imagine, to go through that. You yeah. know. Um And it, and as it says, as we also learned last time, everyone is capable of depravity, according to Damon. And, well, that was in response to saying, I don't think Allison is capable of cold blood murder. And, well, at this point, she probably isn't. But she's getting closer and closer every episode if she's not there yet. Especially with Lara Strong, like, oh, I got, you want an eye? I get you an eye. You know, <laughs> that's uh with, with, with people with whispers like that in your ears. It's hard to. Stay on the straight and narrow. Are
2: you telling me? Are you telling me Sean has never sidled up to you and said, If you want an eye, I can
3: get you
0: an eye? He's more like, I can get you a beard or I can get you a, I can get you a strange drink. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I can get you a drink. Yeah. yeah. But also, alongside that, it's an interesting thing that I didn't mention at the time. Joanne, let me get your thoughts on this. One of the things that were super interesting about this is perspective, right? Like, who thinks. Who did what? And that's a big part of Fire and yeah. Blood. The sources are like, well, it might have been this person. We think it might have been this person. Damon kind of casually pointed out in reference to the curse of hall He's like, oh, they'd like you to believe that. He's basically pointing at Otto and Allison when we know it was Laris. And with Allison sort of accidentally suggesting it, we know she didn't ask for that. But that is really yeah. interesting. Like, Damon's always had a th- had it out for Otto and and kind of vice versa. So he pins this on him, which I think is pretty relevant now, especially with Otto about to be like ruling in Viserys' place while he's sick. So I don't know, I feel like that's gonna it's gonna be some friction there, huh?
2: I love uh, my oddly one of my favorite moments of last week's episode was when um Damon walks in when when everyone's gathered mm-hmm. and Allison's about to man an eye for an eye. And Damon, first of all, saunters in. He uh, and Rhaenyra both visibly
3: disheveled. <laughs> Stand everywhere, right?
2: Saunters in, does his leaning thing, which Matt Smith has decided is a defining characteristic of Damon. And Otto, like, only has eyes for Damon. He's just like looking at. He is like they are obsessed with each yes. other. Yeah. Like and Damon walking up to him and making that leech comment. Just sort of like any excuse, any moment we can take to sort of jab at each other. We will. I love
0: that. It. Yeah, it's yeah. like sorry about your loss. You are a leech. Like okay, yeah. I'm Just I was saying sorry for you. All right, fine. You know. Yeah, all right. All right then. Okay, be, Damon. Yeah. That way. Yeah. Obviously,
1: you've been listening to the podcast, so you know Joanna that I think a lot would be solved. If Otto and Damon would just hook up, and I think that is is the solution here. Just put Allison it's, and Rainier yeah. together, and Otto and Damon together, and let them go at it.
0: What's their uh, ship?
1: Ottoman.
0: Ottoman. Oh yeah, I said it before. Ottoman. That's the Yeah, the Ottoman Empire.
1: It's like I'm not You're the totally only right. one that's that's Team Ottoman.
0: You have said that before. Yeah, yeah, I, I have. Forgot.
2: Okay, so Otto hops on. <laughs> Otto hops on Caraxes and flies off. and Allison hops on Cyrax yeah. and flies off, and they all just like, and then peace. Yeah, perfect. Over
0: the kingdom, uh, uh, love it. The greens and blacks become the bleen, the bleens, <laughs> or the grax. I like the grax a lot grax. more than the bleens. Yeah, like I crack, pretty grax good. is
1: good. I can crack that.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about Helena for a second too. I've, I've asked this of, yeah. of, of of Jason as well, and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll probably keep asking guests this question. We, even if we have an idea of what she may utter, dream wise, the rest of the season or not, she's going to live. Presumably, they're not going to change that. I don't think until until next season and beyond. Perhaps more dreams coming. I I, I just can't get out of my head that she's going to have dreams about like blood and cheese. Uh, before it happens, oh, yeah. and other stuff like oh, yeah. the Battle of the Gallat yeah. you mentioned, that would be something she could dream about. Like that's such a huge event where a lot of people are to dragons are gonna die. I mean, so much death and chaos. How could she not dream of that if she's gonna dream of stuff happening with dragons? Do you have any uh, general thoughts on Helena or um, anything you want to say about that?
2: Um. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I thought of Shea's interpretation, like of the. <laughs> Of both for Nira and Eamon getting stitched up before the episode was over was super was deeply brilliant. Was good, yeah. Um I've also heard um an interpretation that's uh, that it has to do with like the sigils and the mm-hmm. banners, how there will be like different sigils and mm-hmm. banners. On. I mean everyone Yeah I mean the thing is what I think is that the writer's room is just going to have a really fun time <laughs> coming up with cr- cryptic little riddles for us. That could mean 90 different things. And all of us book readers are like, well, on page 275, George used the word blah, blah, <laughs> and it's just, it's like, it's just like a really fun little thing for, I consider it for us just for us. Yeah. Um, So I think at, every episode she's in, I think she's going to say something, one sentence at least, that's that's going to have us sort of like run into the text and figuring out and getting out our dream interpretation books and being like, well, (laughs) teeth means lying. (laughs) So obviously, (laughs) you know.
0: We'll have to do a signs and portents of Helena at some point. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Yeah.
2: But also like the idea that no one will – I mean this ties into – you know, the the Cassandra nature of the Dragon Dreamers and the idea that no one's going to be listening to her. No one is paying attention to her. And she has all this information. Hard to decipher information, yeah. Yeah. but a bunch of information sort of rattling around in there.
0: And even yeah. she doesn't seem fully like we haven't had like conversations with her. Her mother's talked to her, but it wasn't really... It wasn't really a conversation that was Helena saying things and, and Allison being like, okay. I'm still
1: wondering how keyed in Viserys is, is to this. Like, if he literally listens to his daughter speak once, I Just feel once. like he would understand what's going on. But has he done that? I don't know. It feels like he doesn't treat any of those kids. Like, I, I'm. I'm not surprised that people
2: including chris and cole yeah. are confused about who's <laughs> a nephew who's an uncle who's a who's a child his grandchild because it doesn't feel like viserys treats amon or helena or Aegon like his kids at all no, right no. You know, like the, like, the
1: only real parental thing he's done besides watching them all fight in the yard is yeah. he had this one line where he's talking to allison about the kids you know about the prank the pink dread prank and he goes are you sure it wasn't our Aegon?" and i mm-hmm. did clock like oh for him to say like our Aegon is a parental thing for him to do for some like that's a stretch for me to be like well what's he hasn't had a scene with his kids yet is really the, the yeah. crucial thing
3: yeah yeah
0: and it's running out of time i don't know yeah. i don't know if we're gonna get one
2: <laughs> he's running out of body parts what else can fall every off every once then. in a while he
0: runs in and yells get along damn it and then, <laughs> you know we'll see <laughs>
2: classic Viserys. Wait, I'm going to try to pronounce it correctly because I'm on your show. Oh. So Viserys, Viserys, right? Okay. Yeah. So if you're, if you're pronouncing you're, you're it like Sh- Sean.
1: Yeah, Sean on Mondays drives us crazy saying, he says <laughs> Viserys.
2: Viserys.
1: I think I'm like Viserys the middle
2: ground between Sean's wild, I pronounce it how most people pronounce it and then you pronounce it the technically correct way uh, uh, and so I will try to like match your vicerous. Corley's energy. That there's a the lot correct. of ways to say
0: <laughs> like w- wow. there's some like British folk who say Viserys, you know, and
1: Mm, Which is, we got a whole valid, feedback about I how assume? we say auto. How do you say auto? Um, how do you say auto differently? Say auto differently? I, it's auto. I, what? Auto. I think if
2: you're British, Otto. it's like auto, you know, Otto. and I'm like, well, I'm not about to stop midway into my American accent and be like, well, auto, you <laughs> Otto, know, like it's I not, not going to go well. Yeah. Yeah. But a bunch of, like some British Otto. listeners were like, you're you're pronouncing it like the car, like A-U-T-O. I was like, I hate to bring it to you, but that's it's the same yeah.
1: here in America. Yes, it is. Sorry. I sometimes
0: imagine it's like O-D-D-O auto
1: auto, like,
0: oh, yeah. auto. <laughs> it's, it's really odd <laughs> oh yeah <auto>. this podcast <laughs> is just
1: going to be us saying the word auto for five minutes yeah we did an
0: asmr of auto auto <laughs> auto <laughs> <laughs> so another thing i noticed about helena i watched i rewatched the episode again last night with our our unsullied roommate um uh, and, and i noticed that she says hand turns uh you know f- thread goes and then hand turns loom again and it, i noticed that the 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 dagger strokes were both in opposite directions, like Luke slashed upward. Oh. And then... Allison slashed oh, downward yeah. so That's it's like hand turns so I don't yeah. know if that was intentional uh, yeah, yeah. or not but I thought it was kind of weird like watching the behind the scenes of Luke slashing upwards I thought that was kind of a strange way to do it and then uh, then having Harvey uh talk about it yeah. behind the scenes how much the fun blocking. it was yeah. he's like I gotta do this and this and so that kid was so <laughs> that kid was kid. great <laughs> I love that kid oh, yeah. so he got me he, he gave me the idea good job he's like a little little profit kid there <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it yeah I love it um Harvey the dreamer yeah, yeah. Also I thought you know Helena is 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 sounding a little bit like Patchface but her brother actually has the patched face. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's good as <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, and her other brother is yeah, the one patch who sounds face crazy. And patch face, yes. <laughs> Which is drinking? Mm. <laughs> yeah, like that. Starkotype sends a super chat from from Canada and says, which body part will Viserys lose next? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Looks Good like question. It's like half a face. Yeah, half a face. Half
1: a face. Half a face, yeah. it seems like, and yeah. the rest of his hair. Yeah, the rest <laughs> Just of his the hair. The other." <laughs>
0: Moralee says, "Since the super chat says, which Dragon Rider ends up with Sea Smoke, or did Lanor take Sea Smoke with him?" This is a really good question, and I don't think we have a, a, a solid answer.
1: We have answers on what we want to be the case, or what we think would make sense to be the case. I guess, right? Like, and this was yeah. the thing I I talked to Joanna about this like immediately. My first immediately, like, first question yeah. was, I, I had texted her like, "So do you think we see Lanor again?" Joanna thought we weren't going to see Lanor again, and then I watched the episode, and I. Think we'll see Lanor again and they'll be able to resolve this. That's my theory is that they'll just resolve that Lanor will die
0: or something like that. Just gonna die in the stepstone, just die in battle, you know, something like it's that.
1: Like, I mean, <laughs> it's, it isn't as much of a barrier gaze, like no. here's another gay person dying right after another if it happens next season yeah. and he's had an arc. Like that, that is like it, the problem isn't killing a gay character it's doing it without giving them like interiority or agency or a plot line or doing anything it's doing yeah. it without doing anything with them at yeah. all so if they actually give him a plot line but yeah. uh so to so my question I, I texted you after I watched the episode Joanna and yeah. said told you my Rekali over in Dune theory yes. do you still think that we're not do you still think that was like a final we're just never gonna see Lane or are you open to it now
2: no I'm open to okay. it I've cha- you've changed my mind <laughs> I'm open to it now like and I think especially thinking about how they like used Gendry again not just after he rode away but just like even okay. in you know before to use get like I don't think they want to waste parts of the of the deer <laughs> that they have you know what I mean like I think um, <laughs> so I think if they have a Laenor they can plug and play him for another character and make that feel even richer for people who are just watching the show mm-hmm. rather than introduce a whole new character so I, I like that idea the the idea that he m- might come back as adam yeah. it, it, like
3: i'm, to I'm tempted not. to dismiss it because but, it yeah.
2: creates so many problems yes. but on the other hand i'm like but it feels like something a show might do you know at the same time i can't i can't wholly dismiss it i know it's going to cause a lot of problems but yeah. i feel like i mean they've they've had a lot of cover with these time jumps to sort of smooth over various problems like how did Otto become hand again? Mm-hmm. Like we don't get to watch Viserys make that decision. We we have the text to tell us sort of why he made that decision, but we didn't see it. So the show, I think, feels comfortable hedging and hemming mm-hmm. and hawing and yada yadaing over things. So like it, they might put him in for adam which again doesn't like creates a lot of problems yeah. but they could do it i assume too. if they do
0: that they would change him away from being a bastard son to some other relation some other designation or something they, they, could, would, they could they could they could change that aspect of it too yeah like to me right.
1: that has the ramification If you if you change adam then you have then you have alan to deal with too and alan is far more important and and right. and marries uh it's it just it's well
0: alan's I, not important to the to this story he is yeah. really important like if yes. they're being hardcore they can just not introduce him at all yeah. I, I think that would be a mistake because yeah. it it's such a great opportunity to introduce a fan favorite and just even because they don't have to do much, but have him appear briefly and yeah. tr- I, fail to tame a dragon. Yeah, I'm on the record as
1: being very down on Lenore yeah. as Adam as too. an idea. I, like, I was I'm, just I'm, trying I'm bo- to
0: figure yeah, out how they I'm, would do it. Yeah, yeah I'm
1: both down on the idea as in I think it doesn't work. I think it has a bunch of holes, and I think I yeah. don't like it. So yeah. I'm down on yeah. it mm-hmm. on two mm-hmm. levels. I, I'm definitely
0: with not liking it. But so we'll
1: see. Like I'm, but I am super on board with the still the idea of keeping Lenore around or bringing him back and that not being the last we see of him yeah
0: like what about this joanna yeah. if like the civil war breaks out which it will that's a pretty <laughs> compelling reason to be like maybe i should go back like this is right. not what i left i left when things were fine well maybe they weren't yeah, fine yeah. but he could he could reasonably call them fine but if if there's everyone's killing each other things are not fine
1: or imagine know? just like the scenario where they're like hey, we need every person we can. We happen to know that Laenor and his, uh, has a dragon <laughs> and is out there. Let's reach out to Lenor, like Rhaenyra and Daemon, and right. then like, let's reach out to Laenor and bring him back. Let's call the boys in. Well,
0: like, I don't know how they would right. find him, but, you know, maybe yeah, there's yeah. a way, you know.
1: Yeah, that, that's true too. <laughs> um, yeah, and maybe that has
2: something to do with the, the Rainy's math, which is the math that I'm sort of most interested in coming mm-hmm. off of last week's episode and into this episode is like, where, you know, we understand how the greens are coalescing and how the blacks are coalescing. And in the books, Rhaenys is nothing but like a loyal black until her untimely death. But watching her cold shoulder, Jace and yeah, Luke ouch. is, you know, and then I got, and then that was before Leonor dies and, and Rhaenyra and Damon are like, well, it'll be good for our brand. And people <laughs> think we did it, you know what I mean? So like, Are they bringing Rainey's in on this? Are they bringing Corley's in on this? Are, um, or is that going to be attention? And is that attention that can be solved by being like J.K. Okay, (laughs) Leonor's back. We faked his death.
0: I'm sorry,
1: his hair is gone, but he's back.
0: (laughs) Just call him Egg.
1: (laughs) And you're right. Though, like, we are getting this time jump here to where, like, that's six years that Rainey's will have thought Lanor is dead unless they told. Rhaenys and Corlys immediately afterwards which seemed very cruel for a son yeah. to do that right. to his parents like ignoring Damon and Rhaenyra or whatever because who knows how they think about Corlys and, but like that's Laenor doing that to his parents yeah and right. to his son you know like on it's one hand, a great thing that Laenor did on
0: one hand Laenor might have been like his position and it might have been like okay if I don't do this they're just gonna kill me because that's like what they were gonna do if not letting me go. So he might be like, uh of course he could just tell I had his, no choice, he could just tell his family, like, they're gonna yeah. kill me. <laughs> 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 they tried to tell me to leave and like you think I was dead and I was pretty sure if I didn't they were gonna kill me. But <laughs> like the other thing we should you know what do you think of this Joanna? Another way they can get around it is just just not have sea smoke anymore. They just other dragons, they can just you know I
2: mean Honestly, I, I I do love the show. But like given <laughs> given how we met Melee's sort of like in a in a wide shot and haven't <laughs> like really gotten to know her. Like, who Even that Sunfire man? was intro just like yeah, sitting on a yeah. rock in the background. Like
3: <laughs> I
2: could see them just being like and yada 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 we never saw
0: snea smoke again. That's true. That, like, yeah, you're right. You
1: know? Yeah. And, like they just introduced um, another dragon for those Valarian boys to for for them to try to tame, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Um or I strange. wanted to ask you actually mm-hmm. a big uh a question about um this this change the Lanor lives change, which I'm, you know, fine with. I'm not I'm not a that much uh, as so much of a book purist that I'm not okay with it. But I thought it was so interesting thinking about the interviews that they gave at the start of the season, where I think it was Ryan Condell especially was like. Well, you know, Fire and Blood has so many different versions of the story and we're hoping to present this is the true mm-hmm. version of the show. And I remember you both trying to sort of ask George about this when you interviewed <laughs> him mm-hmm. and tried to get him to say this is the true version. And he gave you a long yeah. answer oh. that did not answer your question. Um, <laughs> and so, my bless. That was a great interview. I loved it. Um, yes. But, mm-hmm. um, but it, this can't be like. The true. I'm fine with
3: it being a version, (laughs) but like
2: this can't be the true version if they're making adaptive changes like. Kristen Cole murdered Joffrey at a wedding Or lives, lives, etc Yeah, Liz, et cetera, yeah no. You
1: know? no, it's not It definitely can't be the true telling Of the events in Fire and Blood And the thing that I like to highlight That like really crystallized for me After that interview Which is that there actually is no true telling For a lot of these events George specifically doesn't want to commit That's why it was right. easy for him to write Is that he was able to say And who can know He doesn't have to choose Like for A Song of Ice and Fire What the telling is And so It's very po- it's entirely possible that George in his head watches this show and says, that was great. I'm choosing to believe that Lenore actually lived in that hap- like, maybe not for this case, but the point remains that George has not committed to these things, so like, a lot of these things could now be part of George's headcanon true- you know what I mean? Like, it's not something that he's gonna be writing down that we will never really- I, I really don't think we'll ever know what george thinks is the truest of each thing and i also think that there's many of these topics that are like hotly debated among fans that if you ask george george would not have an answer for you for what he thinks the actual he thing is about like it, i don't yeah. like he hasn't <laughs> thought about it he thought about what the three options are and then decided i don't have right. to decide which is yeah. cool I Yeah, but like do, yeah. yeah so the, so i don't think i think it's literally impossible for anything on the show to be the actual fully true telling i guess yeah. Like right. real history, like yeah. we, don't,
0: we have what we think happened, but we don't. We weren't, we don't yeah, know we weren't sure. there. and We don't have video footage. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that, I mean, that makes Fire and Blood the perfect, like, book to adapt because yeah. then we, as watchers, book readers, and watchers, in theory, can't get too wound up <laughs> about changes. Yeah. People still will. I yeah, understand, oh yeah. but like. <laughs>
3: But, like, mm-hmm.
2: but this is uh, this is a source material that allows for so much freedom. I just kind of wish Ryan hadn't said that thing about, like, this is the true telling. Yeah. <laughs> and said, like, this is a version Yeah, I th- of and of I sort, think when he know? said
1: that, because he said it, he's made other comments in other interviews, and I think Ryan really meant that we had to choose a true telling. We had to choose an mm. objective truth that we were telling. We aren't just presenting it, although in some cases like with Damon saying air for a day they managed to play right. with that and not show us even even really what happened but no i think it was more that he's he was saying unlike fire and blood mm. this is a truth. this is like an objective truth not being told through a framework of rainera telling someone about the story later right There's- yeah that makes sense yeah. okay
0: somewhat related Nancy Gross says a super chat says Viserys did confront Aegon to make him out Alicent for the bastard gossip but Aegon didn't actually turn on his mother he said everyone knows yeah but and that, that's yeah. that's a good example like we don't know for sure that Alicent like told them that they that these that their brothers or their half-brothers are bastards or whatever uh, because there is plenty of evidence out there they could have figured it out on their own but it seems likely Alicent told but it's a good example we don't that know, way. You know Yeah, just don't know
2: from Olivia Cook's performance in that moment. Yeah. And yeah. it
1: seems like, yeah. she, was
0: like she, had. she was like, uh, yeah, it like, seems like there had, had say, yeah, like there had been a conversation. Yeah. like there had been a
1: conversation at some point with those boys where she was like, remember, they're not really, you know, they're, they're bad. Yeah. Like she told them that. And I mean, we we, we got that implied even when she's talking to Aegon and she's like, with family, you're okay to, to be like that, but they're not family. Yeah, so like they're they not really right, like, yeah, yeah. They are family. Even they if are. they're bastards, they're yeah. still family. They definitely
0: came from. From Raynira, <laughs> I mean that part's not in doubt, right? <laughs> and and how we had that moment where um, Eamon says about Helena Dagon is she's your future queen? Like they're just accepting this, like they've they they don't give any leeway. That was
2: such a huge moment. Yeah. That was such a freaking. <laughs>
1: Hobert Hightower. <laughs> yes, Hobart,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: like, on the Conqueror Babe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow, yeah. <laughs> that.
1: that was a that was a real well, Hobert. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: So let's go to Dragonstone. That's one of the locations we figured to see early on in the episode. Um we know they're gonna go from Dragonstone to King's Landing. In fact, we get to style this exchange. Rhaenyra says, Those vipers rule in my father's name. And Damon says, To King's Landing, then, or something like that. Uh, that's that's in the trailer. They're facing each other, looking at each other. We've got a shot of um, presumably Maester Girardi's big smile. There's another shot with him looking at the painted table. There's like a back, uh, a pulled back shot, and the painted mm-hmm. table just looks so awesome. So presumably, Jace is getting some. You know, you'll be king one day. All this will be yours. What kind of mm-hmm. lessons in in his future? Right. Yeah.
2: And like we we know that like Uncle Damon's a Targaryen hardliner, so maybe Jace is uh you know getting more Targaryenness Ooh. drummed into him. You know, Ooh, like yeah. sorry, uh, uh, st- stepdad Damon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> daddy <laughs> so Damon. daddy Damon. Yeah, Dan, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. So more on that in just a second. Because, yeah, you're right, the education, what education we can maybe assume... Maybe get some clarification on this episode. And LaFarge is super interesting, especially with the whole prophecy angle thrown in there. But come back to that in a second. Flying Pianos123 super chats and says, What would you guys like Nettles' relation to Damon to be, given that they're playing up the romance between Damon and Rainier more in this show than the book? Like, is there a chance they're related? Is there a chance they're lovers? What's the deal there? <laughs> I, I had a
1: sigh right there. It says it all.
0: What do we. So the it question hurts, is, what It hurts my feelings. It, it hurts. Yeah.
2: It really hurts my feelings knowing that Nettles is coming. <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it's not like they're painting uh, Damon with a heroic brush, right? Yeah. Like they're, yeah. they're making him inscrutable often, you know, empathetic sometimes with like how he cares about Renier, how he cares about his brother. But like, I'm not, I'm not blind. He's not a hero, but it's just like, it, it's going to hurt my feelings, <laughs> the whole Nettles thing. And I would prefer if it was something closer to, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen to their relationship. is gonna change a lot, understandably so, given all the things that are about to happen to her family, right? So, like, if anything can put a strain on a marriage, it's a civil war. (laughs) But, um... No. (laughs) (laughs) Truly not. But, um... (laughs) but i i do like i like fanficking in my head some sort of version where you know he's mentoring Nettles. he's like you know excited about her because she's a dragon rider or whatever and Rhaenyra gets jealous and thinks something else and maybe Missaria who has her own anti-daemon agenda like point like plants some se- some poison in her head and and the idea that Damon does what he does after like when when Damon goes and fights Eamon to me that always that always struck me as some like massively disappointed in Ranira somehow. Mm. Like mm-hmm. that, that was in it somehow. And and like maybe it's a sort of I can't believe she would think this of me. Again, I'm a big Damon apologist.
3: Yeah. So like <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's probably not what's gonna happen, but in my dreams. What do you guys think?
1: It's probably my ideal situation for what I would want to happen. Like Whereas for me, it comes from, like, a rather than thinking about Damon as a character and caring much about Damon as a character and as being an apologist, it, care, it comes from me caring about who Nettles is, like, what mm. her backstory is. And I've seen a lot of arguments from people in the fandom who feel very strongly about the idea of Nettles being a dragon seed or not being one. I've seen arguments on both sides, and so it's something that... People are gonna feel very strongly about. I don't feel like I feel that strongly. I kind of lean towards wanting nettles to be a, a clear Targaryen dragon seed blood, whatever that means, whatever they, however they do that. But I kind of lean towards them wanting her, her to actually be related to the Targaryens. What about you, Aziz? I,
0: I think uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it's a that she is a, a person that strikes him as. Uh, someone worth respecting because he—that's the thing for him—is he doesn't respect very many people, and especially yeah. people outside of his family. Now, whether or not she's a dragon seed or not would impact us a little bit, but she's not going to have the last name Targaryen, and her her birth isn't going to be certain. I think one way or another, uh, I don't think the show is going to resolve that. I think they'll keep that as a mystery. So Damon could be like a rare case of Damon actually respects someone who is a not necessarily highborn, but b is a dragon rider and i think that's maybe something that to him creates a sense of okay we're equals you've especially maybe in her case where she's done it um using unusual means like if she if she tames a dragon and it's not certain whether she has any natural ability in terms of bloodline that might be even more impressive well it is more impressive if that's the case but how Damon reacts is so there's an interesting possibilities here with how they can have their relationship go without it being sexual or them being related.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I've seen the theory online a few times now that I thought I'd address was um people theorize the idea that Nettles would be the daughter of Damon and Mazaria. And I, I'm inclined to believe the show on its face when they say, no, Mazaria cannot have children because she chose not to be able to have children. But I also think it's worth bringing that up because it is something I've I've seen people speculate on and I think if they had not made that clear I would be right on board with those people as thinking like that would be a valid theory but I think it's right out of uh, out of contention
0: yeah yeah Uh, well we'll have to see but yeah we'll um, very we're all very curious Nettles is probably one of the characters that we're most uncertain how they're going to portray her and in a mm -hmm. lot of ways how she looks personality how other people react to her just a lot of things so (laughs) Yeah,
2: I know there was a. I, I I happen to know that there was a version of this. Like you know, there were so many different versions of this story pitched to HBO,
3: mm.
2: but I happen to know that there was a version of the story pitched to HBO where Nettles was like a main character from the start, oh. and like, yeah. and I think that would sort of address some mm-hmm. of the criticisms that people have, where they feel like it's too palace centric mm. insular mm. uh targaryen insular and it's like why don't we have some of these other characters like nettles etc mm. and we're following them from the start and when everything converges we will have followed them whenever their mm. you know various origin stories was, You know, yeah, i'm glad you brought
1: that true. up because that is something i kind of expected going into the show but i kind of right. put out of mind that i had expected to have a common person on the ground kind of perspective and maybe I, you could look at Mizaria as having a little bit of that, the, the closest we have perhaps. And it's maybe yeah. why I'm so eager to about the idea of seeing Lenor off in the Stepstones and just like show us as somewhere else. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so may, maybe that is something we still could get as they set up the Dragon Seed plot line that mm. season two, we start off and follow a character like from the beginning or something like that. There's going to be yeah. so much
0: more war. There would be room for maybe more of the kind of story.
2: Um... <laughs> I loved... Um... Olivia Cook in one of like the preseason interviews she was talking about they were talking about all the locations that they filmed in, and she talked about getting her call sheet and how like she doesn't leave the castle so it's like everyone was like shooting in Spain or whatever and yeah. she's just like on the castle set in the castle set with, like... like Cersei right
3: <laughs> yeah exactly so
2: wandering around um, she doesn't get to go on the field trips but I, um, I think that Like, I think the episode where we go to Pentos is, like, one of the – it was exciting Mm -hmm. to go somewhere else. Or when we went to Driftmark, like, it was exciting to go somewhere else. So, like, as cool as that King's Landing Red Keep, et cetera, set is, like, I think the idea of spreading out, everyone's kind of excited for that. And the the dance will afford us so many opportunities for that, naturally. But I think – planting some of these other characters in those spots is going to be mm-hmm.
0: uh healthy for the show yeah I think, a- I think the season two trailers okay. are going to be like this, they're going to show like the starks for a minute they could show like a little old lannister town. armies or just old town yeah, yeah that that's going to so really they've been holding away. that back and now it'll, it'll, they can they can hit us with it all at once that'll be fun it
1: brings me about yeah. my question which is uh is there a location that you that we know is coming like, going to be coming up in the next season or even this season i guess that you're like excited to see that you can think of off the top for me, I, um, I really I need... want to see Old Town, for example. I want to get some real time there. Yeah, that's a great one. I
2: think just more Heron Hall. Oh, I just, yeah. I just, cool. like, oh, nice. God's Eye, like, all oh, of, God's like, eye. I, you know, we, yeah. we yeah. saw it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I need more. That's, <laughs> that's what I want. What about you, Aziz? Yeah.
0: Mm, yeah um, I want to see more of the Dragon Pit. I'm sure we'll get oh, that. But that's yeah. uh, what that little bit we got was really cool. And, um, it's just such a mysterious edifice (laughs) And, (laughs) and, uh, and more of the Red Keep's tunnels. I think that would be neat because I think mm. this is a different thing. We don't have. It's more like
1: the Red Keep's back staircase. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> uh, those, these. And, these and secret
1: one places. skull basement. <laughs> yeah. The back staircase yeah. and the one basement. <laughs> you know, it'll be cool because we'll hopefully, I mean, it we'll d- seems like we'll definitely be seeing uh, the outside of Storm's End because we went to Storm's End already this season, but they didn't give us a single outdoor shot of That's it. True. Like they just held it back for the finale. We just
0: heard the wind blowing. Yeah.
2: And we were In joking about this on the um oh, the the <sighs> The trial by content show I do with Neil Miller and Dave Gonzalez. Neil uh Dave has been like dying to see the exterior storm's end yeah. for literal years. Yeah. Like it's his like main thing. He's just been dying me. to see it. And then we get the like <laughs> one interior, and he was like, Okay, but that's not I
3: Wait, a few more the, episodes.
2: the leaves blowing on the ground were great, but that's not what I wanted. And I was joking, like, what if what if they don't even give us the exterior? What if we just get like Boros Baratheon looking out of like one little window You get like yeah, one I mean... like window out of? And and he's like, oh, that doesn't look good. And that's, yeah. that's, that's all it. We get. just get like a reflection. <laughs> yeah. Like, Boy, yeah. so
0: I see a dra- He's just describing it. He's like, so that one dragon yeah. is attacking the other dragon. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah. I don't know. That's it's real bad. A lot bad. of cloud cover. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they, how has how the dragon saved $30 million? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> real Tyrion getting knocked out and missing a whole battle, season one of Game of Thrones Energy. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Totally the same thing. Like, I miss dragons fighting. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Tyrion would have been so mad. <laughs> were either of you fans of the band new kids on the block because that's the title of our next section new kids on the block there's some kids on the block uh, and uh, 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 like that
2: yes oh, like yeah. that there we
0: go we got our answer <laughs> dragon stuff Whoa. yeah uh well, yeah Amond was hanging tough on Vagar last week for sure <laughs> like, have- that was very nice yeah barely hanging on there <laughs> oh. So yeah, we're going to get new kids and older versions of the other kids. Aegon the younger should be appearing, as in the future Aegon the third and future Viserys the second. We got some young kings yeah. appearing basically. <sighs> Joffrey should be not a baby. We do have a shot of him standing there looking um He's so like cute. Like a good boy. Yeah, uh. You know,
1: I'm <laughs> pull up that picture. Where is he? He's
2: so adorable. They, they did a really good job finding like absolutely adorable look at this kid br- brunette oh. kids yeah, I know is. little little faces oh, he's so
3: cute
0: there he is yeah indeed little joffrey there mm. we should get uh the- damon giving aegon and v- and or Viserys an egg we have a shot from the trailer um that has damon holding that egg this has been a shot that's been around since before the season that was like on the cover of a magazine i think and it
1: tricked us at the beginning of the season into thinking there was a cut scene because uh, yeah. we you know we have that whole thing with damon and the dragon egg earlier in the season but no.
0: <laughs> the clue was that this egg is clearly like yellowish gold where that egg in the beginning was like a dark color so yeah that was also,
2: wig, wig, uh, yeah. wig examination. Wig detectives yeah. were like, "No, this is the sassy shoulder length wig, yeah. not the <laughs> long Lego wig." Yeah. Yeah, we
0: need the, we need like a evolve evolution of Damon's hair throughout the season. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for them to bring back short-haired Damon next season. That's my. I'm like, come on, do it. Like, I'm hoping that it was like a like a test. Like, they put three hairstyles out there for the audience, and then they're like, okay, what did everyone re- respond to the most? And then they'll bring that one back. That's my hope. He's
0: gonna change away from whatever Damon did. He's like, whatever. I was like, I don't oh, want yeah? I don't want my hair to match that kid. Yeah,
1: uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah
2: they just need to soak him in blood again because that was my theory as to why he cut his hair the first time is he couldn't get the blood out of the platinum, and he's like, fuck it, I'll just cut it off. <laughs> we also have That's people
1: theorizing that that egg is actually for visenya in her belly right there. oh could be could be egg uh, i like
0: that that could be getting ready to put it in her cradle because yeah she's definitely showing like, got a little bump there a little baby bump so uh, and we know there's no time jumps no big time jumps so they can't go too far so they have to they have to have baby visenya you know in the oven for that to not have a time jump involved yeah not a big one anyway so there's that really early trailer line we got from before the season. Dreams didn't make us kings, dragons did. Now we've had plenty of time to think about that. We know that Aegon's prophecy is involved. This really sounds like it's related. Dreams didn't make us kings, dragons did. Like, where's this dream thing coming from? I feel like there's a conversation coming. Maybe Damon didn't know. Maybe Viserys never told him. We've, we've been kind of on that track all season long, like Damon never knew about the prophecy. Could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. But if if uh Rhaenyra tells her oldest son or all of them maybe it certainly makes sense to tell Jace but she could tell all of them then Damon would be privy as to this conversation as well and he would weigh in one way or another like hey cackle my brother never told me about this or wow this is news to me or hey I knew about that too this is what I think Joanna what do you uh what do you think
2: yeah, I, this has been my like most favorite thing to wonder about is like who knows what about the prophecy when because I think one of the crucial interesting elements of the upcoming dance is like what if one side knows about the prophecy and the other doesn't, which is how it's currently being set up yeah. and like how interesting that is, how much that informs everything. You guys have had such great long discussions about how this informs everything every Targaryen monarch has done throughout <laughs> A Song of and Fire. Um but like how we can look at everything Rhaenyra does and think about her thinking about the prophecy. It's and it was perfectly encapsulated in that moment where Allison had the dagger up to Rhaenyra's face fire, so right? Cool. And Allison's, well, you know, what about duty? Right. And um and <laughs> Rhaenyra knows it? a lot. She knows <laughs> that her duty is like staring her right in the face. It's this dagger thing. And Allison has no idea. It's just part of that. Ever widening chasm between these old friends of like things that they don't tell each other and things they don't know about each other, and so this idea that Rhaenyra is carrying this is informing her um, certainty mm. that she needs to sit. Th- She's the one who knows about the prophecy. She's certain she needs to sit the throne because she knows about the prophecy, et cetera. Um, and it's information that Alice and and all of the one the folks over on that team don't even have. That's so interesting. Going forward, I have to imagine that Rhaenyra, who brings Damon in, saying "I need you, Uncle," like I need your support. I have to imagine she would tell him about the prophecy. But as I think, as you guys have talked about, I don't want to watch her tell each of her sons who then die. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's going to really hurt that's my sad. feelings again yeah. to watch her tell Jace, you know, et cetera, and then you know the next, one, the next one. So do you? So,
1: so are you thinking Aziz that? She'll tell Damon this episode, or you think it'll happen after Viserys dies?
0: I think it'll happen this episode, given these okay. lines, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens next or the 10th episode. I mean, it's not that much room. I think it happens this season, but mm-hmm. because of this line and because we know this egg is getting presented, this is a good opportunity for it. It, may, it could be here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel super strongly about it. On the other hand, I want to point out that Damon's saying this potentially to his sons here. Who are going to rule over a dragonless world. He's like, dreams didn't make us kings, dragons did. One of these is... The future Aegon the Dragonbane, who will be terrified of dragons, yeah. <laughs> is going to be like, no, no, thank you. And then Viserys will be ha- his hand, and then will be king, and Dra- you know there it's won't funny, be dragons anymore <laughs> because
1: Aegon will be able to say that dragons made him king because dragons killed everyone mm-hmm. else. So That's like <laughs> th- that is how he became king.
0: Good point. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Yes, dragons will definitely uh, indirectly lead to the death of all three of his older brothers. Yeah. <laughs> And some of his uh, what uncles? It's so funny thinking of Aemond and Egon as Hel- and Helena as uncles and aunts to those two. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, I
2: guess I guess who can blame Kristen Cole for getting it confused? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like yeah, it's like Kristen. Wait, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know the
2: cousins, and you're like, buddy you work here yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, he's like yeah but you know you, you can tell your job. i'm more interested in this lady here i'm not oh, yeah. <laughs> i don't care about these kids yeah yeah f these kids that's Kristen's attitude you know? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently like the whole king's guard doesn't pay nearly as much attention to them as they as they should apparently <laughs> like, we uh, need to keep uh, a closer uh, eye on these kids wow yeah so we've got uh Bela, Bethany Antonia, and Raina, Phoebe Campbell. They are um a little easier to tell apart now. Yeah,
1: they've got uh <laughs> different hairstyles. Yeah, very
0: different hairstyles, different different dress. I, I kinda wonder, um we'll talk about it a little more later, but in this King's Landing scene, they're not standing together. One standing with Rainies and one standing with the two uh bastards. So <laughs> The two uh, bastards, the two, it's okay. The two, the two sure? yes. I, See, I don't think of bastard as a bad word. So, it's
1: not yeah. necessarily, but damn, okay. I mean, that's why she uh, might be
0: standing apart from them. But yeah, okay. so this is like, are, are lines being drawn in the sand here? Or maybe mm. are Reyna and Bela not on the same side of this conflict? I, I'm wondering about that. Because look, you got Raina and or Bela, and uh, and uh Rhaenys kind of standing with uh Vaymond And we know that she's already expressed an attitude similar to Vaemond, so they might be sort of allies of... In this, on this issue, and that is, uh. That's too bad. We'll come back to the actual succession think, crisis later, but it kind of it kind of fits. And it? I think
1: it's notable that you also see this shot I put here of Ramey looking upset, and it's Rhaenyra and Reyna together. Like like Rhaenyra and Reyna seem like very close to one another, and then yeah. Bela has been tied to Rainey. So I really? like hmm. like it's it's see it, it just and even in the preview we saw from like the episode ten or whatever, like one of the shots we've seen from the finale that shows like Rhaenyra at her her black council, like around the painted table. It's Raina that's like right next to Rainira. And so it seems like maybe like Rainier, like they Rainiera got the daughter she's been wanting. Like she has daughters, and like maybe like, that that's one one of the things I've been saying I want out of the show is for those to for them to show us the relationship between parents and step parents and these kids. And uh, maybe yeah. that's what we're gonna get here, right? It does look like we'll get started. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: um so let's Rhaenys
1: being her uh very uh Biased self, to put it lightly, I guess.
0: So I wonder if this is what leads to them getting married. Like if this, if they were already married, which they um, bookend in their betrothed. Very young. I are talking kind
1: about Bella and Jason, and Luke and Reyna. Yes, to, to be clear, clear yes, yeah. yes,
0: absolutely. I would have, you know, in book canon, this has already happened, so I wouldn't expect them to be divided on this issue if they were married, because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as much of a problem. Like who inherits Driftmark if it's a married couple, one of whom has, right. They each have the two sides that are being represented. That would solve the issue. I'm kind of guessing that's what Viserys is going to do. He's going to come in and demand that they this is the solution to it, um, or maybe that happens more organically, but. I feel like it definitely hasn't happened yet. I feel like that is an indication here by them standing apart that that's proof that they haven't been betrothed yet. Maybe, maybe.
2: And I think it's also interesting because, like, you know, Rhaenyra balked so much at this political marriage, you know, that she was forced into. Uh, I mean she rolled with it as best she could but like initially there's so much from Manira about like I don't want to be a political pawn like you just think of me as a pawn and like whatever you need and so the idea that you know, imme- she's going to immediately do the same to her boys um, and her, yeah. you know, and her girls, like,
1: what is that? Is that line from the office where Michael Scott says, it's every parent's dream. It's like all of my parents, all of my kids grew up and married each other. I'm
0: going to have yeah. to make
1: that edit of a meme when, once that's announced. It's going to
0: happen. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing that if that if I'm just wrong about them not being betrothed already, then that's mo- very likely to happen in this episode, I think. Um, that seems reasonable. So- yeah, it seems like
1: the kind of thing, like, we haven't really gotten into it, but the name of the episode being Lord of the Tides, this is the episode where they're dealing with this Driftmark succession issue. And so, like, it seems like everyone is there making their case yeah. in front of the throne about, hey... I'm Vaymond and I think I should be the lord now and hey I'm Rhaenys and right. I think Bela should be the lady now and hey I'm Rainiera. and actually Luke is the real future you know like and so on like everyone's gonna come up and make their case and then they're going to go hey I, either there's two ways it could go one is your idea Z, is that Viserys goes hey you should you should marry and that'll solve this issue the other is that the Rhaenyra or Rhaenys or someone will say, hey, let's combine our claims. And yeah.
0: Like, and the other reason it works pr- really well is it would sh- demonstrate to the audience, this is what Viserys should have done when when Allison <sighs> was like, no, I won't marry Helena to uh, Giserys. And Viserys was like, what a great idea. He should have just been the king and been like, I don't care if you don't want it. I don't care if you're saying over my dead body, I'm the king. Right? I'm making this happen. Because if he does that here or if this just happens, it'll prove that look, this is a good solution. It, it's... <laughs> like this is what you should have done with this other succession crisis you know it's 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 the microcosm succession crisis that has all the exact same factors except for that it's not actually going to happen because the sea snake isn't going to die <laughs> there's yeah. that but it's going to look like it it's it's, it's, it's amazing that they m- developed this like appetizer succession crisis that sets up the bigger one with almost all the exact same factors it's it's really well done
2: i th- i feel like um They should just give uh, Rhaenyra Robert Baratheon's line and she should just say, like, I have two sons, (laughs) I have two daughters. (laughs) Uh, Let's join
0: our houses. (laughs)
2: Let's join my house to (laughs) itself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I mean, like, Lord of the Tides, I think, signaled for when the uh, titles for the season came out, Lord of the Tides really signaled for book readers that this was probably going to be Corleas is sick or it seems in this case of the show injured Mm -hmm. and there's gonna be this question, but I felt like last week's episode Driftmark did so laid so much, Almost heavy-handed track for that being the case. This episode, because you get the Corlese Luke conversation, you get the Rainey's Corley's conversation, you get Vayman's really tacky
0: <laughs> eulogy. Like it's all it's all leading
2: towards this, you know. So. And, and
0: Rainey's just like and that shot of Shay pulled up where she's looking overcome. And I think they're really going to play up just how on death's door Corley is to mm. which will give Eve Best a chance to show off her. Excellent acting skills, even more. This might be like the heavy, like the most featured in an episode. She is the way it's shaping up. Yeah. And,
3: um,
0: I hope so because she's awesome, excellent.
2: She is. I would love to see more of her.
0: And another important line from the really early season trailers that might relate is "God's Kings, Fire Blood." That's like one of the first lines we ever heard. I, I I'm guessing that one might be part of Damon at Dragonstone. This one, if not, I mean. Well, we're running out of time. There's not much other. It's in these, one of these next three episodes, unless it happened to be a casualty of the cutting room floor, but you never know.
2: I'm surprised it wasn't his wedding vows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that does sound like something he would say. Like, I wrote my own wedding vows, uh, wife, and here they are. They're very intense. Get ready. God's Stripping. kings,
2: fire, blood.
0: Like, those aren't sentences. Those then are he just starts single rapping.
2: Words. <laughs> yeah.
1: Long Long God's ago, the king's Four king's Nations. Yeah, exactly. God's <laughs> kings, fire, blood.
0: Yeah. Um... It's actually
1: beat poetry that he's yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah. uh So another, I had a really sad thought that, given that eulogy, which is a mixture of poetic and really rude, <laughs> which by the way, that behind the scenes is amazing. I think we pointed this out on Monday, but that's the first episode they filmed. So a lot of character, like a lot. That's why a lot of the early preseason, like. Sneak shots were of Lena's funeral because it was literally one of the first things they did. And Will Johnson, the actor, plays Vaman. Was like, I practiced that for three months. It was going to be my first lines. I was like, oh, yeah, those were your first lines, speaking this Valyrian eulogy, like, well, talking trash to little kids, like. <laughs> Like, what a start for your Game of Thrones <sighs> yeah. career, man. It was pretty awesome. He was really excited about it, though. He was like, wow, it was really fun learning this. I, I, I practiced every day. Like, yeah, yo, know, it's hard. I it was like, you know what? Zer Vayman's actually kind of all right. Just <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will is, say you know, that, is that
1: Vamon isn't wrong he isn't entirely wrong. If I, was, not in, if I wrong. was in, if I was in Veyman's shoes, I would also be mad. <laughs> I would be big mad if big I was Veyman and I see like yeah. these non-Valarians that are going to take our, like our house. I would, I would be mad. So
0: here's a, here's something that has struck me. This is what we're going to get. We're going to get a black man telling a white woman mm that these kids aren't black enough to inherit the land <laughs> it's yeah, a little it's not, a totally different look it's like wow that's really what's going to happen here
2: but i lo- i mean we've been talking sort of all season about this idea to cast house Valerian as as black or as mixed race and i think that there have been some interesting uh, you know people have written really interesting pieces on sort of Corliss's demeanor in the small council meetings, how he like refuses the wine, sort of like that he that he is treated, of course, as he is in the books, is like nouveau riche, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. newly rich. There's this whole like otherness to Corliss and his pride that comes with it. And so I think, you know, when we talk about casting, we talk about color blind casting where race has nothing to do with it. And then we talk about um, what this is, which is like it's, it's a decision that does bear fruit on the story and i think it does bear fruit mm-hmm. when you're famous and you're like who are these white children yeah <laughs> and why is my house who for generations have been black like why would i yeah. give our family home to these white children it, like it makes why it would so less that? cut and
0: dry, doesn't it you don't yeah. I mean, you cannot easily take one side when you're looking at it from certain perspectives yeah like oof. yeah like you don't want bastard you don't want like you you hate when westeros treats bastards the way they treat bastards but you also like don't want people getting disinherited yeah. because of which is where, privilege or whatever
1: which is where Veyman falls apart for me which is that i bela and reyna are perfectly good uh options that are valerian that are of the blood and all that they're girls though and that's where he sucks yeah, uh, is that yeah. he still wants it for himself yeah, he's trying to but, jump them also, uh, yeah, which, just, yeah
0: so that's yeah he loses the plot there. yeah yeah if he, was, <laughs> if he was
1: just trying to to usurp the Valarian strong boys. I would be like, go for right. it, Vaiman. you're correct. You're correct. They should not have your seat, in my opinion. But Bela or Reina should have that seat. But
0: you don't get it either, Reyman. Yeah, like it's not yours either. <laughs> so we're
2: team,
1: we're team Reyna's. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, going into
1: this episode where team Reyna's case, here, like, she's in the right, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As much as, I, I mean, Luke doesn't even want the seat. Like he does, like he said, I, I don't want, want it. it. So it's not really. I don't want yeah, it.
0: Don't. <laughs> He's happy with that little <laughs> no. toy yes. he got. Instead, he's like, look, I'll just keep this toy and you can call it even.
1: Yeah, yeah. John snowed it up. The, the
0: part that I was going to say that was sad, though, that I didn't get that, that oh, yeah. off track here, my own fault, by the way, was that the funeral says, the, his words are like, we return to the sea, you know, Valarians. Mm. Well, that's, that is that is going to be Luke and Jace's fate. They're returning to the sea. Aww. They both, like, literally go into the water. <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah. i like, Oh, my God. It, when Eamon was
3: like... <laughs> when
0: even with, like
2: you will die screaming like your father <laughs> like, we were like, oh my God. that was
0: me. like damn kid that's rude <laughs> like <laughs> i don't think you deserved your eye to get cut out but that was really rude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so speaking of unfortunately as awesome as those kids were those child actors were all fantastic we, we shall not see them again in this show no. we have, we're getting Aegon now tom glenn carney amond is now ewan mitchell helena fia sabin are you a, did you ever watch Last Kingdom, Joanna?
2: I did not, though. I So what I did do, though, is I was like, why? I'm excited because you and Mitchell, we have not seen yet, but like we've seen in trailers and like cuts a very interesting figure. Through right. The <laughs> um, but like they cast Aegon and Helena, the actors that they cast for those two look so much like Olivia Cook in the face. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really good casting. Newman Mitchell doesn't. And I think of course they're trying, I think they went for someone who looks more like Matt Smith yes. because they're just, like leaning so heavily on that mirroring between him and Damon. But like, he looks so much older than Aegon. <laughs> he, he looks like his dad. And I was always like, And then I couldn't find Ewan Mitchell's, like, real age online, though. And then I was looking at photos from him in Last Kingdom, and I was like, listen, without the eye patch and the wig, like, he does look younger, but something about the wig and the eye patch, like, Uh, uh, make uh, him look like he could be... Egon's Egon's father yeah. or yeah. at least uncle or something like that, not his younger brother. Yeah, I think
1: um He's got like that long face that I both well, that Viserys and Damon and Otto all have. Like I think all three mm. of them actually have like a very similar long face, and I think that's what Eamon Ewan Mitchell has as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Th- that's true. There's a scene in Last Kingdom where the actress playing Helena almost jumps out a window to commit suicide. And we were like, oh, my God. Oh, my
1: <laughs> God. Like, uh, we
0: were like, whoa. Very <laughs> okay. the nose. Yeah, we were <laughs> yeah. like, yikes.
1: The actor, and Mitchell in Last Kingdom is like a really good guy. Like, he is like a really sweet kid. The opposite and of a,
0: Damon. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's going to be really interesting seeing him as Eamon. Like, I knew as soon as they cast him and I knew what he was like in the Last Kingdom. I was like, oh, no, he's got to be really good if they cast this guy as this. <laughs> This terrible he must person, be like actor. he must be great actor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got, uh, yeah, he's got a very fun, dorky haircut. <laughs> he right? Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> uh.
0: yep, he, it fits him very well. So, Aegon and Helena should have their own children now, if it's following book canon loosely or exactly. And I really wonder about that because there's a choice they may or may not carry over from the books. jaharis and jahara are twins. Uh, the description is her brother, whilst larger and more robust, was also less perfect than was expected of a Targaryen princeling. Boasting six fingers on his left hand and six toes on each foot, a wife and ch- children did little to curb the carnal appetites of Prince Aegon the Elder, however. So yeah, well, that we, we expect that part to continue. That's That's not much of a... Not much of a I Remember guess when there. he was like,
2: "We both like long legs." <laughs> yeah, yeah like what? A... One of the weirdest things anyone has oh, ever said. It yeah. was so
0: funny. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awkward, but well, but well done, well acted, tie tenant there. Yeah, now now we yeah. got Tom Glenn Carney. So uh, yeah, so I wonder if they're going to go with the the strange the extra fingers, extra digits for Jaharis, and, and to have Jahara be like something's not quite right with that child where she doesn't mm. cry or do like normal things. Mm. Yeah, so I wonder if that's going to be a thing. And I wonder if they're going to bother with Maylor yet or maybe they'll just delay Maylor till next season or something. But I don't see like Helena doesn't appear pregnant. So mm. maybe Maelor has already been born. But in general, I always wonder how they're going to handle children. There's so many different children this season. Yeah, uh, they've, had a, they've handled them a lot of different ways. Any any thoughts on any of this, Joanna?
2: Um I would love to see a uh, six-finger six, fingers, six stones, <laughs> yeah, you know. You know yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Um amazing work they can do with prosthetics. Um yeah, it's it's been again, this is part of the breakneck time jump thing where it's like we just saw Helena Six years later, does she have three whole children? Yeah. Well, like I don't know. They they did that with Allison, basically. So, yeah. like, sure. Yeah. Um, and they have to because if they're gonna, if this is the last substantial time jump, we need all those kids mm-hmm. out and about. So, yeah. I, I still have Darren questions, though. <sighs> yeah, I don't know where you guys sit with that, but I still have questions about it.
1: My, yeah. I still sit where the I've heard that Darren is in Old Town, and whether that they haven't said that. Why would not they said it? Said yeah, it? Yeah, unless they back out of that. Unless they back yeah. out of it. But I heard that. And in the intro, Allison has the four bloodlines coming off of her, not three. So that seems like the damning indication that he, it, he does exist. But I still would Bloody really proof. like for them to just say... I miss our brother e- Daron so much, you know, like something, something. Right, right. <laughs> line. They could say that like, now like, when they're
0: outnumbered by these, like, there's two Bailers, Bela, Reyna, and the three uh, Val- mm, uh, Valarian Strongs. Strong Boy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I wonder as well, will Aegon have bastards in House of the Dragon? Because that could potentially play into succession things or just conversations or could matter one way or another. And here's, a, here's another quick quote from fire and blood. If mushroom is to be believed, he fathered two bastard children the same year as the twins, a boy on a girl whose maidenhead. He won at auction on the street of silk at a girl by one of his mother's maidservants, the maidservant thing. They've definitely set up. He's been like eyeing the maidservants. They, do... yeah, that her Kali, they even like named one ones, ones. of them. Yeah. That's so that's apparently that's yeah. Miguel.
1: So uh, wife. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're going to yeah.
0: have Aegon hook up with Miguel Sapochnik's wife. Is that <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am, like, obsessed. I, I, I've talked about lots so of apologies to folks who listen to my podcast as well. But, like, this is Miguel like Like, and she's an EP on the show. Uh, yeah. Like, I definitely believe that's a reason why she's so, you know – Conspicuously in so many <laughs> shots, but I I love that like there have been conspiracy theories cropping around this. Like a lot of people are like, is that Melisandra? <laughs> she has red hair? I guess, looks a lot and longer. I'm just like, uh, uh, I can But uh, uh, also, I think that's just yeah. Miguel Sambatar's wife. So, <laughs> good,
3: old,
2: good old,
1: Talia. No, there, good yeah, old Talia. there was the really funny thing that when Alexis Raven, that's that's her name. Uh, we won't just call yeah. her. We won't do the, the Song of Ice and Fire way and just call someone the wife. Uh, but Alexis <laughs> Raven. She it was so funny at the House of the Dragon premiere. One of the premieres, uh, she was on the red carpet, and all of these news outlets tagged her as Carice van Houten. They thought it was Carice really? cause, like, what? they were like, "Well, who is this?" Like, it makes sense to them that she would be there, but like, it's Alexis and her husband Miguel. And I was like, "Is Miguel Sapochnik dating Carice van Houten?" Like, why is the tag? <laughs> well, like, it was a weird. That's thing. one for the
0: gossip match. <laughs> funny, that's really good. Uh, let's take a few questions here. We've got some nice questions from y'all that we have took ahead of time. And one that was sent just now, StarkType says... Uh, sends a super chat says favorite damon wig hmm. i'm gonna go with the one that's like tied back a little bit i like the like mini is ponytail it, is one the, is, where... it, is that
1: the mid length
0: yeah it's mid-length because that's like battle ready when they have their hair-, hair tied back and it makes him look like he's ready for action so okay. i'll go with you? that one you want the
1: like the, the the witcher hair yes oh, yeah. that is the witcher hair i mean he yeah. me is a
0: big fan of the witcher that does make sense <laughs>
1: what about you joanna so I I think that
2: there were two short wigs. Mm-hmm. There was like the short short wig and then there was the slightly grown out short mm-hmm. wig. Yeah. For me it's the slightly grown out yeah. short wig. Okay. That one where like the hair can tumble down yeah. in his yes. face.
0: I, like Elrond
2: doing some mining yeah, on rings yeah. of Power. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, when he was a
0: little bit little. He's like, "Wow, are you actually perspiring, elf?" Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, well, you really glowing. Wow.
1: I think short sure, I think that one is my my pick as well, but my other pick would be um messy long haired Damon when he was out in the stepstones and he had like he had braided his own hair. He put some oh, braids in his yeah. hair. It was like Damon with some texture to his hair, which like a lot of the Targaryens have such stick straight like that's that's the problem with Aemon's hair is he's got such six stick straight Hair, it's like he, it's literally like he used a hair straightener to get at that. So I like it when they give him a little wave and like the the, the salt sea really did a lot for. Dana I was gonna and- say yeah.
3: the sea salt
2: spray. He used some good old sea salt spray. Got some texture in there, Just it up. Yeah, also when he when he came into the small council meeting, still in his dragon armor mm. um, in that first, mm-hmm. and, and he and like fresh from I don't know assaulting. Um, <laughs> Peasants on the street <laughs> um and he had his, his hair was all messed up in that one too i thought that's that true really
0: yeah cool. that was a little like a, a well-worn look for
1: i like it there. when damon's messy that's the answer both, <laughs> yeah, both in his, yeah. his like actions and his hair <laughs> <laughs> I
0: i like him prepared for action you like him after the action yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh next question from nancy Groth. looking forward to your episode on house of the dragons intro it's very hard to see the sigils to follow the literal bloodlines yeah I- i'm looking forward to that too we initially thought about doing it earlier in the season but then we decided to pivot away and show the way it's evolved throughout the season so that will say at first it did this and it did this and it did this and that'll be mm, a nice like summarizing of all the changes throughout the season and then when it comes back around for season two we'll be able to do that again because presumably okay. there'll be some do you, do you bloodlines think- ending although i guess they won't have as much reason to change it later because time jumps won't there won't be as many children being born and
1: yeah. I guess you might know already, Dorana, but I uh, do, you th- do you think that this is the intro where we finally go over to Allison's side of the intro sequence? Cause like we, we, we just keep seeing Allison's bloodline from afar. I don't like, mm. do we jump, finally jump over and see the symbols for her children? Because we have not yet. Mm. I kept thinking it would the happen. What do you think it is for? What do you think is for Helena? Like a little bug? Oh, I hope it's a little. Aww. I hope it's a little. little I, hope, I hope it's a bug. Yeah, like a little milky, some <laughs> sort of spider. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's some sort of bug. Absolutely. <laughs> and then Amon, it's probably like the eye patch or. Uh, dagger or something, mm. and or then or, Vag- or, or Vagar, Vakar. and then for <laughs> Aegon is probably no. like a goblet a for sapphire. a drink or something. Yeah, like his that. beverage, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink is my guess <laughs> yeah. um, for him.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: And Daron is a question um, mark. Daron's a question mark. Yeah. yeah, a blue question mark.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I actually don't know the answer to that, uh-huh. but I, I, the bloodline sigil intro. Well, I'm still having trouble, like. It's still not my favorite, no. and I still think that there's, like, so much more they could have done. The Like, I understand not wanting to do the exact map thing, mm-hmm. even though they copy-pasted the theme yeah. song over. Like, I can <laughs> understand them not wanting to do the map, but, like, is there something they could have done with, like, tapestries or mm-hmm. something that just felt, like, a little bit more instructive to audiences Mm. than this which I think reads as confusing even to those of us who like know what we're looking at I agree
1: I think even if they wanted to keep this exact same concept the execution could have been better in that if they just put color into each of those symbols like each Mm. of the symbols like if that had a pop of color where you could actually see but it's so all like monochromatic and dark it's hard like I think even with this concept of the bloodlines they could have executed it a lot better
3: Mm. Uh, and there's still
1: room for them to take that feedback and do a better version for season two i don't know if they will but like (laughs) i I have to imagine that they're testing this sort of like they're they're getting feedback and they're seeing it's like i have seen it as being pretty unanimous across the board either it's mediocre and meh or it's downright confusing and pointless and a skip from people which i don't know maybe maybe they'll change it a little bit
0: yeah maybe we'll see That's, that's an interesting possibility for sure They've got a couple of years to think about it, uh, and um, yeah, we'll mm. we'll see. Uh really good question from Calista Cross here. This is one we were gonna consider at the, at the end of the episode. This is a perfect time. This is or a, a perfectly cromulent time to discuss it though. She says, <laughs> Do y'all think Viserys will die at the end of this episode or the beginning of the next? Yeah, there aren't a lot of options, right? I don't think it'll be all the way to episode ten. Uh, episode nine is called the Green Council, so that's that's how that's after his death. That's a thing that forms. Although the council is already quite green at this point. So yeah. we'll point we'll talk about in a minute as well. Uh, So, yeah, it it would be, I I don't know. I mean, I think it could. I'm kind of thinking that would be a good way to end the episode. Like, oh, it finally happened. And then that'll build some hype for the next one. But it could also be a really interesting choice to do at the beginning of the next one. Just like to kick it off like, whoa, it happened. Because people won't be expecting it to happen at the beginning of an episode. So that would be everybody's expecting it to happen. But that would be a way to to take something expected and put it in a somewhat unexpected place, like right at the beginning or something Mm. like that. Mm. I don't know. What do y'all think? Um, I know, I guess, uh, Joanna, I guess you are kind of already know, maybe? Or
2: <laughs> I don't know, but okay. I, I mean, I guess it would depend, like, uh, how long we want to see him be a puddle of goo. That's true.
0: Yeah. If he goes any longer, he will become a full blown just lick pile of liquid. Yeah. He won't be, mm-hmm. he will have no human shape anymore. Just a mask on a puddle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just find like a puddle and then the mask sitting in the middle of the puddle. Or the cane. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I definitely, it has to be either the end of this episode or some point next. Episode. Yeah. I guess it doesn't Absolutely, have to be the beginning but... of
0: the next episode, but yeah, it could be. It does have to be next yeah. episode, though, if it's not this one. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that, Ashaya?
1: Hmm. Not that exactly, but, like, I, with Viserys' death comes, um the death of Lyman Beesbury and I was so curious. I just have to throw it out there that I'm so curious how it's going to go down. Yeah, whether so they're how... going to do the
0: prison thing or Cole's yeah. going to throw him out the window or yeah. You know so my theory, right? No, no what, what is, is it? Have
1: I told you no, my theory?
2: what is it? Hit us. Yeah. Hit us. my yeah. favorite theory. I don't know that I'm right, but it's been my favorite theory from the beginning, which is I was like, why do they have these weird stone balls in the yeah. small council meeting? And so I from the beginning, I'm like is Kristen Cole gonna like bludgeoned him to death with one of those balls his or like ball. his mouth or something <laughs> yeah, like that right no, like yeah. it feels like a murder weapon yeah. I'm like why are these here I, I've heard ball? them explain why they're there <laughs> it is a murder ball <laughs> like I've heard them explain why they're like Whoa. oh it's their clock in I was like I suppose it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me and I feel like they keep focusing on them like there's constantly shots of like you you talked about a couple weeks ago Rhaenyra like playing with it like it was a track ball I was like why are these balls Mm -hmm. here if not to murder someone (laughs) the other question is well the other question is is like Harold Westerling's still around like do you think Kristen Cole would kill Sir Harold, would he get that? Better?
0: I have wondered about that, too, because it's really odd that Westerling's still... Not really odd, but it's curious that he's still around, because in book canon, he's been gone for a while. Kristen Cole is Lord Commander right. from a young age, so they're doing something right. with that. There's some story reason why they want to keep... uh, make that more of a thing, and yeah, that could be that that... And they kind of like, maybe briefly... This, the slightest of foreshadowing of like Harold looking at Kristen when Kristen gets the order to kill Luke. He's like, what are you going to do, bro? Like, okay. what's, how are you going to take this order? And then just showing like he was, he was the one that's supposed to be on night watch there. It was supposed to be him that probably discovered the right. kids fighting. It was probably on him.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so yeah, I, I think that's a strong possibility that Kristen kills. Harold Westerling, or uh, it might be sneaky, or maybe like Laris does it, or something like that. Hmm. You know, like oh, interesting. Yeah,
2: Kristen doing it would be like such a huge, you know, like talk about staining your white cloak. Yeah, talk thing about power, to do. Yeah, that's a real brutal. Thing um, I, I mean, uh, I, like I. I feel like that's why they're waiting on it. And I feel like that's why we've seen all these charged looks between them. Like, a couple, yeah. you know, you, the ones you mentioned, there have been a couple other. It's just sort of like it feels like they're headed towards that. Maybe they don't think that Beesbury is enough of a uh-huh. kill to uh-huh. signify, like, what, you know, the enormity of what Kristen is doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I love Beesbury. I'm a big <laughs> Beesbury fan. But, like, um, you know, maybe he kills both. Yeah, Carol Westerling and, and or yeah, maybe maybe Allison's other attack dog Laris, gets involved, maybe. Or do you, yeah, do you think there's right.
1: a chance that Westerling simply sides with Rhaenyra, and just that's what happens—that he so. chooses to side with Rhaenyra, and then that's the Lord Commander of her Queensguard.
3: Mm. and then, and then,
0: he, says, yeah, and
1: then be- he dies later eventually or something. To be you, yeah. Eric, you know? yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, like, but, but that it is the kind of thing where Eric and Arik, one of them follows Harold over to Rhaenyra, and the other one stays with right. allison's Like, they still have that conflict, but yeah, the idea that, I mean, Harold's like was part of raising Rhaenyra. Like, I mean, like, yeah. I, I have to feel like he should have a strong opinion on yeah. this subject as someone who raised all of these kids. Like, he's the babysitter, like yeah. for a lot of kids. That's a really good. That's a really good point
2: that like, why did we get all those scenes with Harold and Rhaenyra, if not to. So maybe that means he follows her over and goes to Dragonstone, or maybe it just means he is strongly protesting in the room, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. when things go badly yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah, it is
0: an interesting choice. We don't, I don't think we see him in any of these trailers or screenshots. Uh, of course, sometimes it's hard to tell which Kingsguard is which, so there's, it's possible he's standing there in one of them. So there is a small chance he dies off-screen in between episodes. I really doubt that, given all the setup. And because Gram-tastic. he's Graham McTavish, exactly, like, he can't kill yeah. Graham Tabish off screen, like that's another clue that yeah. his role has been expanded. It's such an important, yeah. act. like he's one of the more well-known actors in the entire show. Uh, at least he was yeah. before the show started. It's already changed given the popularity of the show, probably. But anyway, yeah. So that's a real interesting conundrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, another question related to Daron here from Philip. Uh, hey guys, any idea where Daron's dragon is located? Him showing up late to the Honeywine battle makes me think he had to travel to Kings Landing to get it. Maybe this will be his season two arc. Well, in the book, he has his dragon with him. When he goes to Old Town, it's it's a hatchling Tasarian is young, um that that doesn't preclude the possibility of something like this where he has to return. Uh, maybe he doesn't have a dragon when he goes to Old Town and show canon, but I'm guessing they'll just keep it simple. He's got his dragon; it's young, so that's it's not a big deal because it's so small. But any uh, any thoughts on that, Joanna?
2: No, I mean yeah, that seems like something that they would just it, it, the, the question of. <laughs> Where do all the dragons go or how Who the care and keeping of the dragons, which is something I'm very we get more information in this than we have before. Right. We've got the dragon keepers. We've met them. But there's still a lot of details we don't know about. And yeah, like, where do you park your dragon um, when you when you go visiting? Um, yeah, I, I think if it's a small enough dragon, it could just be hanging around. Somewhere.
1: so um I think I should share this that someone pointed multiple people have pointed out in the chat um, notably like Christina Kay and some others that in the trailer the weeks ahead trailer where we saw the black council yeah we see Harold. <gasps> oh,
0: really? oh there he is. On screen painted right table. here I put it on screen for y'all um, in,
1: front of the, in front of the painted table He's there's alive. a lot of guard. You can also see Rainy's in armor next to Bela and Rhaenyra and Rhaeno, which is I'd been talking about earlier. Okay, um, okay so I guess that answers our. Hair so it does now. see <laughs> where's where's Rhaenys' allegiance going to gonna be? Yeah, so- uh, it's a lot of questions for us. That's awesome. Uh, it does. That's really exciting. Wow. So that'll be in episode okay. ten, likely, or maybe maybe at the end of episode nine. But but it seems like episode ten with the crown and all that. Um, yeah. yeah. Um and I like how you can like, see can the also- camera uh, yeah. in the bottom right here. Oh yeah. <laughs> like <a> digital display. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you can also see either Eric. I can I really can't ever remember which one. I need to think of like a mnemonic device to remember which one. Eric. or Eric. Which one goes with Rainier? Eric. Eric. I think it's Eric with an E. Okay, Eric, Eric with an E. Rainiera. For... Rainiera. I don't know. Yeah, I remember something like <laughs> <Rhaenyra>. that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks like, and we see we see him there in the shot, oh, okay. and, a, and another another guard as well.
0: Good catch, y'all. That's one of the reasons we love to do this live. Y'all always. Uh, you're Appreciate often thic- uh, catching things that slip through the cracks for us. So they're very good. Mm-hmm. very good. Very good. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, okay, so here's a question, Joanna, you could help us out with. We ha- we had a difficulty interpreting a scene from last episode, and yeah. several people wrote in with their interpretation, so I'll, I'll set the stage with that, and then we'll get your take. Uh, Archmaester Stephanie, whose ring, rod, and mask are silver, asked about Corlys getting angry with Lenor being down in the water. Like, what was that all about? Maybe he was... Uh, she thought maybe he was pondering suicide and needed to be watched. Mm. Barry suggests he's angry, like Corliss was getting mad because he knows someone needs to go attend to Lenor, and the only person appropriate is Carl, and he's not happy sending Carl to do that because he knows what their relationship is, and it reminds him of that. or so that's one that's, that's two different interpretations from from listeners. I honestly am not quite sure. My best guess was just that he was really drunk um Corliss was I mean sorry uh Lenore was and maybe Corlys is just uh, like you're uh, drunk at the funeral son like that's embarrassing uh, which is maybe not the most satisfying answer but it's possible what did you think Joanna what did, how did you interpret that moment
2: uh yeah I mean a couple things um I think if Corliss is like nervous about people knowing that his son is gay I think loudly sending his <laughs> boyfriend down to get him from the water is like not the coolest move from Corlace. So it stuck out, right? Yeah. And the fact that there's only one way back from the water through the funeral reception, I guess, <laughs> that's how Carl takes him. Like, I have a lot of questions. So to me, it felt all like a setup for... The Carl Lenore fight later, like mm. pe- everyone saw Carl and Lenore in this medicine situation here publicly. That doesn't explain Corley's motivations. It felt like storytelling wise, the reason exists there okay. is to like set up the fight later. But if I if I had to ascribe um, a motive to Corley's in that situation, I would say just embarrassment that you know his his son is. Not acting c- correct, yeah. You know the way that that Otto like kicked Aegon out of his like yeah. drunken slump on the stairwell. There, it's just sort of like act correctly. Yeah, everyone is watching. Corlys is pretty
0: thing. stoic. Yeah. Like even like when Rainys breaks down, understandably finding her not son's burned corpse that she thinks is her son's corpse, he he gets mad, but he's not like crying or overcome. He's he's
3: my fucking
2: all. he has
0: proper male anger, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. right, 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 right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that could definitely be yeah, that could be it.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh Mara Lee says, Will we see other shows continue to explore the area of prophecies and green dreams like in a show about Aegon's conquest? This is mainly concerning the importance of the unification of the Seven Kingdoms, getting rid of the threat from the North. Since the North is part of this, will we see a similar handing down a prophecy from the Stark Lord to his heir? Is it mm-hmm. prophecy that the North remembers is related to that. Yeah, I think like there must always be a Stark in Winterfell has a very similar vibe. There must be a Targaryen on the Iron Throne. I think it's a very similar concept and that we might get further exploration of this. Actually, I think I'll be a little disappointed if we don't get further expo- exp- exploration of this with Jace going north, talking to Sarah Snow, whoever else, maybe Cregan's got some thoughts. Lots of possibilities there. I mean, it is the pack device and fire. So like, hello, it seems like an opportunity. Uh, but yeah, e- r- t- t- for a more th- full answer, I'd say yes. Other successor shows are going to be keyed into this if there's an opportunity for them to drop a a clue or a major clue. If they're if if the show is like the Sea Snake show, they won't have much opportunity to bring this up. Yeah, but if it's like anything to do with the North, anything to do with Targaryens, like even with like the Blackfires, you would you could. See it being involved,
1: and I mean, in this case, I mean, what they they talked about the idea of doing Aegon's conquest as the season four or season five or whatever of House of the Dragon, so mm-hmm. that would make it thematically fit with the things the show has set up. If you you're you're following this dagger and this prophecy over over years, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the real main character of House of the Dragon is the yeah. dagger.
2: <laughs> uh, that's that's that was my reaction when um a couple episodes ago Viserys traced the dagger back to like old Valyria I was like oh man even when we get an old Valyria show the yeah, dagger's gonna be yeah, there yeah, too yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like dang the dagger Got yeah,
0: daggers this, everywhere like-
2: this like dumb prop that they made in season one of Game of Thrones is going to be like the central <laughs> it's like item, the most item, everything. <laughs> Amazing!
0: <laughs> it's the Silmaril. It's the Silmaril. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the ring. Exactly. It's the One Ring. The One Dagger. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. Going jumping back to Harold Westerling real quickly. Uh, it's kind of a strange thought I had. Okay, so it seems like he's replaced. If he's the one there. Then it, it seems like he's kind of replacing Stefan Darkland's role. Stefan Darklin is like the; it becomes her new Lord Commander.
1: Or that's the guy right next to the other Kingsguard that's with him, and, and it is also. Sure, but if yeah, okay. but if
0: that's if Harold is there, then Stefan's not going to become Lord Commander, at least not right away. Cause, yeah. so, think about what Stefan Darkland does. Stefan Darkland's one of the dragon seeds. He's one of the oh. failed dragon seeds. Oh. He tries to mount. Vermithor, I think, and dies. So, are they going to give that to Harold Westerling? (laughs) Is Harold Westerling going to get eaten by Vermithor next year? I think it's Vermithor. I mean, like, if we
2: if we remember, like, isn't in the very first scene when. Rhaenyra dismounts from the dra- yeah. or not the very first, but like in the yeah. very first episode, she dismounts from Cyrax. Oh, doesn't Harold yeah.
0: say something about like it's like, time you come back with your head? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoot. You know, Maybe
1: he's going to lose yeah. his head that way. Or just makes it seem like he would never try to tame a dragon. He would never. I don't, I don't think he would yeah. ever yeah.
2: try.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, I still think that does leave it open for a Kingsguard, the other Kingsguard. That yeah, it can there, just be a Stephen, different Kingsguard. I yeah. that can just be Stephen Darkland still, yeah. who is there at the table, and she loses one of her Kingsguard that way. It doesn't have to be her Lord Commander necessarily. If you start to Sorry, see him
0: start to be a little interested yeah. in the dragon, watch out.
1: <laughs> mm, get worried. Yeah, I um
2: I didn't zoom in on the photo that you posted, but like mm-hmm. um yes, Eric Eric in one of the trailers, Eric is there presenting the crown to yeah. Rhaenyra yes. at Dragonstone. Like that's the shot from the trailer, so Eric is definitely going to be there yes. as well. So it's Harold. Is Eric not the other Kingsguard? No, there's photo? there's three Kingsguard else? there. Oh, there's three.
1: Which is uh, book? Cool. Which yeah. is what it
0: says in the books. Three three of the Kingsguard of the seven go to her. So that that. Cool. Eric, yeah. So it, can, it's right.
1: it's going to be Harold, probably probably Stefan and Eric um, yeah. are the three, but They're maybe yeah. not Stefan. Maybe a different named guy. But Interesting. I, it seems no reason for them. To I mean, it would get. be
2: great if they. Started to let us to, to let show watchers know who these people. Yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, I, I agree. Totally. I, I do really give agree. them names and lines. Uh-huh. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it even got to the point where like we we see that Alan Caswell guy again in like the preview. We see him in a the shot. He we comes. A,
0: gre- he comes to greet them apparently. Yeah, so, he comes yeah. to greet
1: them. Yeah. And like Aziz was like, "Who is this guy?" And I'm like, "That's Lord Caswell. It's like, oh, Alan yeah, Caswell." Caswell. I'm like, "Yeah, I happen guy. to know his first name because it's on the House of the Dragon guide, which." I don't think that you should have to read the House of the Dragon guide website to know that Loris has a firefly on his cane or to know that this guy is Alan, you know, whatever. There should
0: be a, a version of the show with an overlay with, like, uh, arrows pointing uh, to people and yeah. be like, this is Sir Cadwell. Or like, pop-up video. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, kind like, like of yeah. like
1: how X-Ray <laughs> uh, does on Amazon Prime, how they have that, although that is... You have to choose so to do it. Yeah. But I love X-Ray. Yeah. I think it's a super cool thing that they do. And so, I don't yeah. know why- I don't know why everyone doesn't do it. Sh- everyone should have anyway. copied why it. The other yeah. streamers, yeah, Maybe, absolutely. Uh, um, there's some. There's like a. Uh, there's a. I can't. I wish I remember the name of the website. But there's a. a fan, like a. A person who has made that interface. For all media online, like Whoa. all to, like, you can go to Netflix and use this extension, and it'll put factoid. Oh. It's an X-ray. It's basically X-ray, but for all these different apps, and like you can you you yourself could join and submit your facts, and then it'll be part of it. So it's user created, not run. Anyways, it's a really cool project, though. I highly, uh, I, I wish I could actually uh, recommend it to people, but I don't remember the name. That's cool. Uh, I was gonna say about um.
2: No, I don't remember what I was going to say. I have no idea what I was going
1: to
0: say. Well, let's go to the next question, Um, and then you'll think of it. Yeah. So we have a question from Sir Gladworth, uh, kind of related to what you said, Helena and Cassandra vibes. Their theory is that maybe given this change to her character, it may precipitate a change into her eventual murder. (coughs) The suggestion here by Sir Gladworth is that Laris kills Helena, uh, orders her death, has her killed because he fears that her dreams will reveal him as Mm -hmm. some of his crimes because of her. He starts to take notice. Like no one's paying attention to her, but he does. And he he kind of interprets what she's saying and is like, well, I need to get rid of this person before he out. She outs me. It's kind of an interesting thought. I hadn't really given it a lot of consideration, but mm, it's, it's possible. We don't know. Like Helena's death will be a bit (sighs) Mr. Mysterio. Well, it is now. I mean, maybe maybe it won't be when, when we see it, (laughs) but I, I, I
2: I have heard a lot of people point out the connection between her fascination with bugs and Larry's and the... In the, like, the we've been wondering man, yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
2: again and again why Larry's has the Firefly sigil, why his men have little Firefly pins, like because that seems like a really terrible
0: idea yes, uh, yes. yes. Stealth,
2: stealth henchmen to give them... To let you yeah, we know this is for the
0: audience, but it's oh. not a good idea, Larry's. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but if he's if he's got like his little fireflies, and Helena starts babbling about fireflies, like most people might think, oh, there's Helena just talking about her bugs again. But Larry's might be like,
3: um, no.
2: shut up, kid. She's talking about me. Be quiet, uh, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. So that that's possible. Uh, yeah, the thing, wrong. definitely.
2: The thing I did remember. The thing I was going to oh, say cool. and it is related to Helena. Speaking speaking of things that you might only know if you're not a book reader, if you go to the official HBO website, is that Helena's dragon is Dreamfire. Yeah. Like they haven't mentioned no. it, but it's just like on the, yeah. Like, yeah. on the, on the guy. Cause we were, Mallory and I were wondering like, oh, is she not claimed? Dream-? Yeah. Like, is she a dragon rider? Does she have Dreamfire yet? We don't know. Cause they're changing the timelines on some things. And then Mallory's like, oh, it's just on the website. and yeah. oh, Dreamfire. You know, and like, like Helena writer of Dreamfire or whatever. And I was like, okay.
1: And for me, I saw that and I still chose to be like, well, they didn't show me on the show that Helena claimed Dreamfire. So it didn't make sense to me that she had claimed Dreamfire right then. So I choose to believe that they updated the website early and she, my, my headcanon is that she claimed Dreamfire between the pink dread scene and yeah, the, totally. the drift marks. I scene. agree. Cause
0: she didn't have her then. That's my of, thought. But the website to to was her.
1: updated as of the pink dread scene. I just, in my, and I'm just canning it that they updated it a little early.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Because,
1: okay. like, otherwise, why did Eamon go up to her dragon that she claimed? Like, that's so weird. When they so just said you can't
0: do that. Like, like that's like, a yeah. weird thing that's to me. So I have
1: to feel like she just hadn't claimed Dreamfire quite yet. And then she does off screen. And because we see that Dreamfire comes back from Driftmark with them all. Yeah, so it had totally. to have happened by then.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Right. Right. Okay. But no, you would never know the Again, name. But, like, you would never know that her dragon is Dreamfire. Like, they have not set that. Up. Like, we've heard the name Dreamfire multiple times because Dreamfire laid the clutch of eggs that little, that, that Rainier's yeah. brother Raylon had his egg from. Like, Dreamfire has been mentioned, just not in context. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and I just, like, again, it, you know, I know they're trying to do so much, but when
2: they show the, like, murderer's row of dragons yeah. uh-huh. showing up for the funeral and, like, it takes – we have to go over it forensically to explain to people who the dragons are and, like, even we sometimes are, like, wait, is that dream fire or is that sea <laughs> smoke or what are we looking at? Like, that's, you know, I, in an ideal world yeah. that's not what the dragon show is doing, yeah. you know?
1: I feel like there could have – I feel like there could have been a really good scene where they – uh where, where they uh showed someone introducing the dragons. Like, I feel like maybe that would be too exposition heavy, but I feel like it could have been really fun if someone, like, and yeah. now we have <laughs> Dream, f-, you know, like, I don't that know. That would have
0: been cool, yeah. Oh. Mandamalno well, sends it. Like brand a- learning. Go ahead. Oh,
2: sorry. Well, it's like brand learning the sigils and the house words. Yeah. Like, they did that so organically in Thrones, yes. where it's just sort of like, let's just go over it. It's a good character moment for them, and we learned things about mm-hmm. sigils and, and house words in this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
0: Amanda Molnos in the Super Chat says, it's been a while since I've got to join for the live stream. Glad to be here. Well, thanks for coming, Amanda. We appreciate your presence and everybody else out there. Uh let's get to the next section. The succession of Driftmark. It's we talked about it a little bit already, but it's the surprise micro succession struggle that, that contains some of the elements <laughs> of the uh of the, of the major succession struggle. It's funny because we have there is a family dinner in this episode that's going to get violent. At first they're gathering because of an actual reason for aggression, which is a succession struggle. <laughs> Normally they gather at things like funerals and weddings, and somehow that turns violent anyway. This is the kind of thing that's already tends to be violent, so mm, it's a little more ominous. Point. Uh, it looked like Viserys' death would happen first. I think a lot of show watchers would expect that, especially given like Robert. They kind of conditioned to this is a lot yeah. of t- this is how a Game of Thrones show starts. You have a <laughs> king, he dies, and then stuff happens, right? <laughs> yeah. But instead, the Sea Snake is badly hurt, so that was a, that's a surprise for for a lot of show watchers, and that calls his succession into question. Same stakes, same arguments, except for the power balance is a little different. Vaemond, is maybe the major point of contention here. Rhaenys maybe on his side, though. And if so, that brings dragons on his side, because otherwise it would be like all the dragons would be in on one side of this argument. And in the mm-hmm. book, Rhaenyra is very severe about this. So Vaemon makes his claim, and she just tells Daemon to go kill him, and he does. Goes kill goes and kills Vaemon and feeds him to Cyrax. It doesn't look like we're getting that here, because for one thing, Vaymond is talking to Rhaenyra's at Driftmark, and then he's petitioning, presumably Otto on the throne. We don't see, but it's presumably Otto because Otto is is ruling in Viserys' place because Viserys is sick. So that seems to preclude Vaemon being killed by Rhaenyra, <laughs> uh, but he may have his tongue pulled out. Um, <laughs> that could still happen, so uh, I- I'm not sure. But um, it looks like those are the... Who do you, th- the th- like, do you think points.
2: they would have Damon do it? Do you think they would have Damon? Pull the tongue out? Do you think Viserys, with like his one arm and uh-huh. half a face, is gonna cut the tongue out? Well, like, what's
0: gonna happen? It's a really tough call. I mean, in the book, of course, there's a lot of tongues get pulled here. A lot of the, his relatives. <laughs> I asked Sean before the last episode. Do you think anyone's tongues are gonna get pulled? Do you think Viserys is actually gonna do this? Because, I mean, in the book, we know it does, but there's no guarantee it happens in the show. Like, it might just be someone just gets killed. Yeah. But I kind of think it's gonna happen, but. I feel like they won't do random Valarian cousins they'll do the one cousin or the, the brother in, in this case who's we've actually mm. scenes have several scenes with rather than these random Valarians who have been around but haven't really had lines they've just been kind of standing there um so but he says things like this is a matter of blood not ambition looks like it's getting intense there's a shot where he's like leaning in real close with, r- close with rainies and from what we know she's maybe already taken his side so it could get kind of ugly um, it's also similar to Fire and Blood in that they start at Driftmark and head towards King's Lane. That's also basically how it goes there. Um, so is Allison more powerful too? It seems like maybe she's kind of lording over perhaps we, we saw that in Council with Rhaenyra how she's sort of taking charge. Um, she's got a her one-
1: severe hairstyle her business does. hairstyle. Her
0: seven pointed star looking yeah. very holy. Yeah it's very she's she's looking different and also there's a shot around um where she's at council with, here it is with Otto. They both have their own balls. She's got a, she's not using his ball. She's got her own.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, curious. I would be curious to compare. Is that Viserys' ball that she has? Is it the king's ball, or is it a different ball? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't remember what his ball looked like.
1: And we do see Arik in the background there.
0: Yeah, we got the twins there. Mm-hmm. Oh, a twin. <laughs> So, uh, I think it's thinks?
1: different. I think his ball, I thought, I thought Viserys's ball
2: was, yeah, I didn't think his it was ball? black. Black,
1: yeah, I really couldn't remember what Viserys' ball mm-hmm. looked like, but uh, yeah, so maybe she does have her own gold
0: ball, Sunfire Gold. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's the idea that represents that or uh, or gold. So. The,
2: we also get other shot like the seven pointing star, the severe, like, sort of Spanish Catholic hairstyle, like, mm-hmm. all of that is. Interesting on Renier, but there's also in the trailer establishing shots of the seven pointed star like decor in King's Landing. Um, And we had been talking about like several weeks ago this idea that like I was wondering why the Targaryen orgy murals were there, not just to like show show the targ history, but like again I felt like there had to be a reason decoration wise why they were there. And if the idea is that Alicent has redone. King's Landing and gotten like we saw we saw that she already got rid of the mural in her room yeah but if she's gotten rid of all the Targ or orgy you know murals <laughs> um, as part of her like you know interior deck takeover of the uh, King's Landing I think that's really interesting face of the
0: seven remodel in progress mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's I mean it's good. tough
2: okay but this is the question we've been asking ourselves is like how is it that Allison is allowed to sit on her high horse as like the pious seven-pointed star queen if she married her son to her daughter yeah uh, uh, yeah uh, uh,
0: it is a conundrum right it? yeah, it's kind of like cersei's like pushing i don't want to com- over compare cersei to allison because there's plenty of differences between them but it is kind of like just pushing around a weak husband and saying like i have power I demand to to wield it, and are you who's going to say no to me? And apparently, right. no one is going to. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it kind of fits. Like that is that is a very like realistic way that power gets exercised a lot. Just someone who's close to it just makes demands, and people accede to them, so they make more demands, and then it just keeps going from there. <laughs> Especially when they're related to all these other people in power, and their sons are getting ready to inherit, and all these other things. <laughs> I think there's a real potential for some conflict. There's a moment in the in the throne room. Where it looks like the king, the king's guard are, their hands go to their swords and Damon is got his sword out and pointed down. So I think that might be my guess is this is Damon reacting to Otto. <laughs> like Otto being on the throne, mm. Damon not taking that too well. Like that's my brother's throne. Like who are you to tell me what to do? Like Damon doesn't like being told what to do anyway. So especially not from Otto. Like that's the least, that's the person he would m- least likely to get orders from, I think.
2: <laughs> Otto the shot of Otto sitting on the Iron Throne like made me audibly gasp. I was like, that's, that's a wild thing to see. Um, <laughs> the I like the way that he's standing there with the sword in that shot uh, because it reminds me a lot. We saw so many shots of Viserys or so many moments with Viserys early in the season of him using his Valyrian steel sword as like a cane, <laughs> essentially. In contrast to Damon using it as a fearsome weapon, Viserys is constantly like leaning on it, using it as a walking stick. All we're like, that's a precious Valyrian steel sword, my guy. Um, but I like that <laughs> There's a little parallel here with with Damon, you know, sort of standing over his sword the way that Viserys usually stands over his.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so one other line from the trailer: Rainy, Rainy, not Rainier, says, "Tomorrow the high towers land their first blow." I really wonder what she's talking about because it sounds like she's, you know, got her with her own succession struggle going on. I wonder what this refers to, but because uh, she, even if she's preferring a quote-unquote true-blood Valarian to inherit, that doesn't make her a green supporter, right? That's got nothing... One's got nothing to do with the other. Not too directly, anyway. So I wonder what she's referring to. I wonder what, like, some sort of council move... Maybe it's the, the sign that... Otto is in, ruling in place of Viserys. Maybe that's related to it. I thought maybe it would do, be a Harold Westerling yeah, thing, but that's you think, not it. Do you
1: think Vayman's going to reach out to Otto and the High Towers and, mm. and try to, you know, I'll be your ally. Yeah. Like, that
0: would be a really powerful p- political move. Like, hey, the High ta- the Valarians will take your side, Otto, if you rule in my favor. That, mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, if, if Vayman is smart, mm. he will go and talk to someone else about his claim idea and try to get Allison and Otto to... To, to work in his favor
0: that's a smart call i like that
1: there's a there's a
2: shot of him walking into the court the king's landing courtyard and he's flanked by men and uh mallory thought they were high towers oh yeah i think that they still so right. might be
1: they might just be walking they him were, in but you are absolutely yeah. right i did grab Oh, i that thought those shot. were valarians if they're no, high the i thought they Hightowers. were i thought they were valarians no look i'll, I'll pull Hightower. it up in one second i have to go through all the pictures to find it but uh Everyone, you could keep talking. Super
0: why. interesting. Yeah, let's let's move on a little bit here. So we have um, a, a moment with the feast in the in the book. What happens is Viserys stumbles down the throne when demanding that Vayman's other cousins get their tongues pulled out. Vayman's already dead in the book at this point, uh, killed by Cyrax and and Damon. But the it's he trips on the throne, loses his fingers, and then and then he recovers which leads to the feast where the strong boy speeches me. Oh yeah, here's the th- those are high tower men, no doubt. High tower men Hightower with Hightower all the
1: Valarians, but again, it it wouldn't be unusual for high towers to walk Vaymond in if the high towers are doing st- I don't
0: know, yeah. notable though. Definitely notable, you're right. So we'll something to think about. Uh, so this as I was saying, this recovery uh, leads to the dinner between the two branches of the family, which leads to Eamon's strong boy speech. Never before in a pre- <laughs> pre-screen trailer or uh, image from a s- scene, have we been more sure of what line was being uttered than when Damon, when Eamon is holding right. his cup. It's like, okay, everyone knows what that line, what he's saying here. With these, <laughs> let's toast to these strong boys. So, which is kind of funny because we've got... Valarians getting their tongues pulled out and or executed for more blatantly calling them strongs where Eamon kind of dances around it and gets away with it. Um, If you look really closely in the scene, you can see Mushroom hiding under a table. (laughs) (laughs) There's always somewhere Mushroom is hiding. I'm telling you. Well, I'm going to rewatch the whole show and find every I'm going to be like, okay, Mushroom is under that table. He's over here. He's there. He's just off screen. Like right now, you wouldn't be able to see him because he wouldn't even come up to Eamon's knee. So he's there. You just can't see him. I'm telling you. <laughs>
2: Someone uh, suggested that uh, Talia is mushroom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I Second only to the Melisandre theory is Talia's mushroom
1: theory. <laughs> I want to shout out this, this <laughs> moment that I caught in the screenshot where Aegon is fighting with the strong boys and Bela's face here. I like, just want to zoom in to her, her her reaction. I'm like, looking what? forward to <laughs> getting some personality <laughs> from her. because We really haven't seen a lot of... We've seen a lot more of Reyna than we have of Bela. Uh, yeah. yeah. So
0: the, the, the speech is set up by... Aemond, and here's a little quick quote from Fire and Blood. Prince Aemon, despite the loss of his eye, had become a proficient and dangerous swordsman, which we see some trailer shots of him training with Kristen Cole. And it says, under the tutelage of Sir Kristen Cole, but remained a wild and willful child, hot-tempered and unforgiving. Well, we see the unforgiving here. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of the hot temper. The The fight between Jace and Aegon apparently happens in the book because Jace asks Helena to dance. And it turns into a fight. Hello, dance, <laughs> fight. Hello, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And then clearly, it may not be the same provocation in this scene, but as Asha just showed us, they're definitely going to fight. And and Bayla's going to be like, ah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's
1: like, this family's weird.
0: Yeah, these these guys are fighting. Uh, look, yeah. I
1: am curious, like, how has Bela like? Is this the first time Bela and Reyna are seeing the green children as adults? And since, like, it's six years have passed, like, have they seen each other in the right. years between? No, is kind not. of my yeah. question. Right. Uh, this has been the ongoing question of the time jumps. Like, when
2: the Seras approached. Damon at the funeral mm-hmm. the question Is like is this the first time these two men have Spoken to each other in 10 years Yeah, You know and and Again in a six year time jump have, have They never come to court yeah. For a single birthday or Anything you know yeah. they've just been staying Away so
1: unclear and one of those things where maybe they'll never let us know because you'll never like maybe there's a line where they're like i haven't seen you since this since that you lost your eye like maybe they say a thing (laughs) and you know but maybe they don't (laughs) and that's a time when the viewer gets to fill in the blank with your own personal headcanon if it makes you happy the idea that no like they saw each other this through this time period or not you can fill that blank in yeah right right
0: so I mentioned earlier briefly that the small council is overwhelmingly green and I think they're going to probably make a point of showing making sure the audience catches that. Okay, so let's let's be clear. Harold Westerling apparently is going to be on the black side, but Otto, so Hand of the King is is green. Uh, Master Coin is going to side with Rainier apparently, but he's not obviously not some big mover and shaker being an old guy like uh, as he is. Um, Lyman's
1: the biggest mover and shaker there is, a political player if
0: I ever saw <laughs> one. Orwell is from the Citadel. He may sort of side more with Rainier, but actually fall in line with the Greens. And he's a, from the Citadel. They can't expect much from him as far as <sighs> taking their side. Jasper Wilde's had one line so far, and it was to den- denigrate yeah. Damon. It was like, Damon, ah, he fought one battle in the Stepstones. Ah, he's right. exaggerating. So we can, that was uh, very efficient to use one line to show what side he's on. <laughs> uh, then we have, uh, of course, Allison. That's obvious. And um, who am I missing? A uh, Tylan yeah, Lannister. Yeah, right here. Who is... No, I mentioned him. And Tylan Lannister, who is ostensibly more green than... The Tylan Lannisters haven't fully taken sides, but we know what side they're going to take.
2: They don't like Rhaenyra. They don't like sure, Rhaenyra. Because yeah. she did her best to insult them at the hunt. So Rhaenyra just like... Making enemies out of friends left and right in the first few episodes. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> so I think it's part of why the, I think it's part of Lord Caswell's presence is to show that there are a few lords around that are on Rainier's side, but they're not mm-hmm. as quite as high up on the ladder here. And, I love
2: uh, I love that like when we first met caswell like in the background when we first saw caswell uh like you know he's like anything i can do she's like the day may yet come (laughs) six years from now Uh no one will greet me at the gates can you (laughs) do me a solid (laughs) i'm I'm greeting
0: you you. (laughs) so something that makes me think that viserys will actually die at the beginning of the next episode rather than the end of this one is that rhaenyra and daemon and family are coming to court but they got to go back. They got to go back to Dragonstone before he dies. They're not going to be there when he dies. So that's, mm. that would be a lot to do in this episode for them to go all the way there, have all the succession stuff and this, these scenes at Dragonstone and go back. So I'm starting to think maybe they leave at the end of the episode and then he dies right at the beginning of the next one. That would maybe fit. And there's obviously other possibilities, but that's worth landing in my head right now. Mm. Um, but just to show how little is left, I counted. Thanks shout out to our friend Grant Dickerson who who gave us a uh, nice uh, line by line spreadsheet version of Fire and Blood from oh. from uh, I've been working on working with this for a while it's been very handy. So from the line <laughs> where Eamon does his toast. He says this let's toast these strong boys. Fast forward to uh, to Viserys going to sleep and never waking again. There's only 47 sentences between that toast and Viserys dying. <laughs> So that's how close we are. It's real close, real close. So that's why a lot of these things are got to be lined up. They got to get their ducks in a row. Uh, Otto, there's a line Otto says, the threat of war looms, you know, in his great Reese Ifans voice that he does so well, because he's Reese Ifans. makes sense that he does things in oh. his own voice. Yeah. Uh,
2: looms like threads of black, <laughs> threads
0: of green. Hey-oh, nice cat. I totally didn't catch that, but he used the word loom and you, yeah, and that's what Helena said. Nice catch. Uh, Rhaenyra also says this is a trap to So I don't know what she's referring to, but it's probably related to the succession stuff.
2: She's just quoting Star Wars. Yeah, Yeah, it's a trap. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. (laughs)
0: Uh, Another really important moment. Damon meets with Mazaria in this episode. It's real brief in the trailer, but he's wearing his murder cowl. She's not wearing any sort of cowl. Yeah, murder cloak. uh, They're chatting about something. Uh, I don't know what, but maybe uh, more blood and cheese groundwork perhaps
1: yeah I'm excited to see more of Mazzaria again
0: one thing we don't get yeah let's see this picture of her I was just pulling it up one thing we don't get in this episode there she is it's hard to tell that it's, it's her hard to but tell it's but it's very her. clearly is her once you see it uh, one thing that I'm not clear on it's not clarified in fire and blood either is what does corliss do after he recovers like we don't see his reaction to everyone fighting over his seat while he was out of sorts Right? He just kind of gets back mm-hmm. up and just goes back to ruling. It's almost like he, we don't see any reaction to him having his own cousin's tongues pulled out. Maybe his brother dies. like That I assume they won't just gloss over here. Although it might not happen in this episode since he might still be sick or dying. I know um, it's
1: silly, but I really, really like the idea that Corlys goes to the Stepstones and gets injured. And in that time, like, and he's, he's passed out or whatever. He's out of it. And he... Finds out that Laenor is alive while he's in the Stepstones, and he wakes up, and he tells that to Rhaenys, and, like, that resolves that. Th- that's, Very like, what I want out of it, I suppose. I, I really just our want Rhaenys and alive. Corlys to know that their son is alive, I think is what it is. But, so, like, my headcanon is, like, I picture Corlys wakes up, and he, like, says that to Rhaenys, our son is alive. That would be a thing. really
0: interesting way for for, La- for Rainies to, like, flip sides in this succession situation for Driftmark. Be like, oh. Ooh, I I Um. see, you know?
2: Hmm. Ashea, during the off season will you write us like just a bunch of Lenor fanfiction fan
1: fiction <laughs> no, so this is the funny thing what our friend uh <laughs> we had our friend uh kavita uh dr kavita Udanfin on the other week and she uh is into fan fiction and is also really into our flag means death and said that she she's like she she, she wrote the like the brief synopsis for the concept that like lenor lenor Valerian valarian picks up and leaves his three children his wife and his wife and three children and decides to be a gentleman pirate, and this is, this is that story. You know? <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, basically, that is that is what I want out of out of the story, is uh, just 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 to now have little side, our flag means death, going on with funny pirate He's going to change his last name Maybe. to
0: San, Ly- yeah. Lenor San, ancestor of Salador. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
2: uh, is Recalio Rendun your Blackbeard in this Yeah, yes. Yeah, so no, purple, sure. purple beard. First year, yeah.
1: for sure, <laughs> <Yes. is Ricalio. laughs> no, that is Recalio. My hope is that like they're going to lean in with Recalio and make him... Queer as can be.
0: Violet Beard will go uh, Fun. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, another reason to include more of the Stepstones and not just have it be a fever is mm-hmm. to. I mean, the Stepstones remains important going forward. The Battle of the Gullet, we've, we've touched on that a few times. That's the Triarchy's fleet comes in and just wrecks stuff. Wrecks Driftmark, captures Viserys, kills Aegon's Dragon, kills Jace. It's a huge, important setup. And, and they'll be important after that as well. Shirako Lohar, Rakalio Rindun johanna swan possibly will be involved like th- lots of important characters like that i've really seen need how much swan. they'll be included yeah yeah, yeah, we yeah really you get yeah, you
1: <laughs> very i root for all johannas yeah, there's, there's, there's two johannas uh, for <laughs> you to root johanna. for because we've got uh, johanna yeah. westerling two joes yes. <laughs> love
2: a johanna yeah I'm a big fan my name often gets misspelled that way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stark type has a question for you, Joanna. After the first six episodes that critics get, at what point in the following weeks do you get to see the episodes?
2: We get the screeners on like a Wednesday and I don't always watch them right away because we only get two views. So I usually save them to watch like right before I'm going to record about them. Mm -hmm. So in this case, we haven't recorded talk the Thrones yet. We're recording it tomorrow. And I knew I was coming to talk to you guys, so I'm saving it. Uh Um, But we, can see them as early as Wednesday if we
3: want
1: to. And this is where I get to share the exciting news with all of y'all that we did get approved for screeners. So like we Aziz and I could could have watched episode eight already, but because we had our Saturday stream, we did not watch we it. Spoiled. As soon as this episode sure. is over, like tonight, yeah. we are gonna watch episode eight ahead of time and get a little bit of a jump on synopsis writing. Um, so yeah, we that got sent out to us on Wednesday, so we will. Every week, I'm going to have that painful from Wednesday to Saturday, so I... I have, no, I have no willpower So power to you Like I, I appreciate you Joanna For not watching it Before this stream Because I did not Want to <laughs> wait either uh, I see Joe Magician Hasn't watched his yet either What's your excuse job, Joe jo. You don't have any reason To not watch your screener <laughs> Oh there you go The, the
0: acknowledgement yeah, The crowd is yeah, For yeah, Joe yeah, Well there. the yeah. thing yeah. is If you watch the screeners You can't participate In the discourse anymore Like yeah, that exactly. It does take you out, yeah. of, well, out Of the loop I mean the, By knowing the more The fun you, of you your Saturday
2: I, yeah the fun of okay for me I will just say this you know I've been obsessively listening to you yeah. guys um, I love you guys so much I watched one of your streams on a plane just <laughs> you know. streams so on really a plane yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, the uh, and I hope everyone around me enjoyed that but um, <laughs> the, the, the previously I will say usually record Talk with Thrones on Friday so I usually have watched it before oh, I listen to your Saturday show so it's fun to me yeah, to hear you guys guess and me know <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like and you're you're very you're startlingly accurate like you're very there's, there's a book prediction. to go
1: on so there's a little bit yeah, like
2: a, helps. of a cheat sheet
3: <laughs> yeah but
2: some you know but sometimes you're a little off and I'm like oh not quite guys you know so like that when I'm listening yeah. Um, but yeah so then,
0: <laughs> or totally so this wrong time totally I
2: was like wrong. I, w- I want to
1: play and so yeah, i am yeah. like i want to play oh,
2: so okay, i don't want to watch the episode until i talk to
1: you guys fun i did not realize that i would have been more aggressive about asking you some questions i was like trying to avoid asking <laughs> you to like spoiler <laughs> questions like, mm-hmm. you didn't know oh,
0: yeah. yeah i always wonder occasionally it's like when we were asking people earlier in the season like are you are you having to demur? like oh i know the answer to this question but i'm just gonna pretend i don't yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Wonder. that probably happened a few times but <laughs> well i like i know
2: like I know that Shea has talked about like reading some leaks this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to read like every leak yeah. because like we didn't have screeners. We yeah, didn't yeah. have a book anymore. Yeah. And like in trying to get my like coverage ducks in a row, like someone, someone in your chat just asked like, what's the point yeah. of screeners? Like for those of us who cover it, like we want to do as much research as we can, have as much prep as we can to explain things to people who aren't book readers, who don't understand. And so the screener, like, think, I mean, may they never go away. Thank God <laughs> for the screeners. They're yeah. so helpful in that regard. And you, I'm so glad that you guys have them. You absolutely you know, deserve them. You do such a service to people Thank explaining you. the the content, and like it's uh, that's why it's not like I, I know there's some tension. Like sometimes people are like, oh, people screeners lord it over, and some people are assholes yeah. about having screeners. Yeah. But for me, it's people just, just like out spoil I want like, to be able, to,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would never do that. I just want to like be able to explain things to people as as soon as they finish the episode. I'm like, here, let me help you with you know the book knowledge the years that we've been studying all this sort of stuff so that's that's why i think screeners are helpful and important yeah. but i can understand how some people are like it's not fair
1: that you can see it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not <related laughs> for me and i get that idea. yeah yep. yeah I, I have mixed feelings about the screeners like i they do a service and they do a service for the show specifically and getting people to hype it up and to, that's the promotion that's right. that's like they do a service for it but as someone in the fandom, it is a difficult thing, a minefield to deal with. Starting on Wednesday through Sunday, there's people on Twitter who are vague tweeting or less vague tweeting about it. It makes, <laughs> it, it, so it, makes it difficult yeah. as a someone in, in the audience for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah. You know, like I appreciate them building up hype, but sometimes it's a little, it's a little uh, <laughs> too yeah. much.
2: And I was telling. I was feeling to of this uh, recently because we were talking about screeners and who gets them and who doesn't. Like, sometimes I don't. Like, I covered better the final season of Better Call Saul. AMC decided not to give me screeners. It drove me absolutely bonkers. But, like, you know, I'm like, I get it. So yeah. I get the frustrated side of it, too. I totally
0: <laughs> Right on. Okay, folks, I think that is our episode. We're at our about our usual length for these Saturday streams, about right there. Thank you all who attended live. We appreciate the questions. Y'all were particularly on point today. You even caught at least one thing. of our mistakes. Yeah, or at least filled really in good. something um, for us. Thanks that for was catching
2: great. that. That yeah. was great. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. That
0: really helped us uh, solidify our thoughts here today. Thanks so much, Joanna, for coming on. Uh, people can catch you on The Ringer. Is there other places you want to shout out as well? Name all your name I'm, all your shows. You're I'm, you're such an active you do like, podcaster. Are you, do like you are the, like a yeah, under very the, dynamic person.
1: Yeah, under the ringer, y'all do like <laughs> a few things, is my understanding, right? Like under the ringer umbrella. There's like a are you yeah. like you have a few formats or something. Tell us more about what you're doing under the ringer umbrella, I guess, is my question. Uh
2: about your podcast. Um yeah, so I work for the ringer. A feed on the ringer is called the ringer verse. And so on the ringer verse we have House of R, which is okay. when Mallory and I do deep dives on, like, Rings of Power. Ringers and of Power. House of the dragon. Yeah, yeah <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, so we do that. We're doing rings of, the Rings of Power shows are really fun. Really, really fun. So Rings I'm of Power, dragon. House of the Dragon, deep dives. Um, Talk of the Thrones is also, that's just, like, the instant reaction show. Yes. I do Trial by Content with Neil Miller and Dave Gonzalez, who used to storm of spoilers with me. That's just, like, a fun fuck-around yeah, show on yeah. Thursdays about nice. House of the Dragon. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I do something called Prestige TV uh, or The Big Pick, which is just about film and television. So, yeah, just I'm, I'm just on the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> you are I'm ubiquitous. Joanna uh, out there, yes. <laughs> no.
1: Robinson is the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> you are <the> ringer. <laughs> No. no, no, no. <laughs> One ringer yeah, to rule them all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool all right everybody we thank you so much for your participation in our live stream or listening to it afterwards
1: shout out to one more picture Rainy's in her euphoria moment candle room the like lights in the background Mm -hmm. it's just like really a different style (laughs) Uh, like i don't know i just had to bring (laughs) that euphoria moment (laughs) that's what it is to me kind of trippy yeah i love it yeah
0: (laughs) all right everybody enjoy the lord of the tides We'll see you on Monday for our review of that. Yeah. And next Saturday for another spoiler-filled preparation review of Episode 9. Almost you know to, to do. the end. Yeah, we're getting close, folks. Valar re-read us and Valar re watches us.